Biden's being a popular, Biden's being an extremist. So based. <laughs> oh man, bitch. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my goodness, that is fucking base. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us here today for Red Ice uh, TV's Flashback Friday. It is the eleventh uh, of. Uh, what is it? November? Oh, I'm yeah, your it's, audio uh, there. Really <laughs> I hope it's, you, it's yeah, 11 11 and it's uh, Veterans for Israel Day, right? I, is that I, what we're calling it? Uh, <laughs> I guess so. Maybe that's what it is. I just wanted to make sure everyone can hear it. Give me one in chat if the audio is okay. I saw something weird here. So I got like, oh shit, is your audio on? But I, I, think, I, think, I think it should be on. So give me one in chat if everything sounds good. All right. Uh, yes. Anyway, Veterans Day, huh? Fighting for Israel. Is that what? Uh, yeah, I saw a ferryman's told just uh, left a message. Your respect to Perfect. the fallen on Veterans Thank Day you. and Remembrance Day. No more bankers wars. No more brother wars. Yes. Exactly. Good stuff. Thank you, ferryman. Good to see you as always. All right. So yeah, uh, jam-packed show as usual, of course. Oh my uh, gosh. Yes, looks like, yeah, so much. Have, uh, Good, a good response in chat, a one on that. So thank you, lads. Appreciate that. Yeah, so we have, of course, the FTX uh, Bankman. Can you believe that's actually his name? Be Sam Bankman. I can. Fried. I can believe it. Uh, the, the, I guess it's a Democrat run. That's just what it seems to be actually in this case. It's just a Democrat uh, crypto scam operation. Uh, with the dual purposes, we'll get into that. Obviously, we got to talk a little bit more about the uh, midterms. There's obviously a lot of stuff about election fraud. We haven't certainly covered all of it, and we should. I mean, we're not going to cover all of it. There's other channels doing that much better. But we want to take a look at the Gen Z kind of fallout, right? Because they're the they're, they're the ones who apparently stepped up to the plate. So let's look uh, at what me, they brought. Yeah, uh, rainbow wave, if you will. Yes, yes. they were. Remember the, when they said they're going to be the most based generation ever? <laughs> yes, maybe there's great. still hope. Huh? Maybe, maybe there's still hope for the other part of the generation that isn't all gate up yet. You know, gate up. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're working on that for sure. Uh, all right, and of course, then we have the COP27 stuff. The circus there is continuing in uh, <clears throat> in Mount well, not Mount Sinai, but Sinai uh, in Egypt of all places. And we uh, we saw a couple of interesting things regarding their logo earlier today. Those of you who follow our Telegram knows what I'm talking about, but uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, otherwise, I think that's kind of house cleaning, cleaning. Otherwise, I guess we could say check out if you want to find out more about the. I'll mention it just briefly today, too. Uh, but the latest uh, no goes on. I did Wednesday. Check out that stuff about COP27, the interreligious kind of uh, cult type of religious thing that they have there uh, going on. It's kind of uh, interesting, to be honest, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it is what it is. All right. So before we dive in, if you want to join us, entropystream.live slash TV. We'll read your Super Chats on the air. Odyssey and Rumble both are open as well. So we'll keep an eye on uh, that. Odin's Raven says, Hail, Henrik and Lana. Your audio is fine. Happy to see you Perfect. back, Lana. Well, thank, thank you, you very much. And uh, Lycan Warrior says, Lottery system now considered racist. Yeah, <clears throat> systemic racism after Lottery. massive Powerball payout. Okay, so anytime a white person just randomly so wins, wins, then it's uh, it's all rigged in systemic racism. Yeah, sure. That's hilarious. Okay. Just keeps coming, doesn't it? That's funny. Oh, he targets poor black and brown communities. <laughs> 
with the gets chance them that they to might play win. the lottery, steals their money, but then white people win in the end. I, See, they I really love this how it's like it's never, it's never, you know, oh, never have we seen poor whites like putting all their faith in like some arbitrary number all random the time. system. They like, gamble yeah, and have issues. This one time, I'll melt. Man, I've I've seen that like so much. I'm gonna been, win. I'm gonna do it this time. This time, you know. Yep, that's right. All right, cool. Wait, one more. The second wanderer yes. says, as a U.S. Navy veteran myself, I can honestly say I'm ashamed of my service to Israel. I mean, yeah. the U.S. Yes, yep. the, I know. We have Israel. a lot of friends. You mean Zionists? I mean, a lot Jerusalem. of friends in that situation. I mean, I mean uh, NAFTA. <laughs> All right. So, uh, quick shout out to to uh, last place simp. If you're watching, uh, you have the username on Odyssey. Uh, reach out redus at protomail.com because I saw you sign up for an executive. So we want to make sure we get you kind of into the rotation and stuff. So send us an email. Thank you. Appreciate that, by the way. Uh, all right. Otherwise, let's begin. Let's begin with this. We have, of course, a random other number thrown out here regarding to speaking of, speaking of lottery, right? Uh, a uh, judge ordered uh, Alex Jones and Force to pay an additional four hundred and seventy-three <laughs> million uh, on top of the nearly one billion jury verdict issued last month. I so. saw when he was waiting <laughs> for this verdict. He just sat there. He he already knew it was going to be some crazy number, right? And he just kind of like rolls his eyes, like good luck collecting that. Good luck. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure but, uh, everything's moved over into his wife's name by now, and then he declared bankruptcy, right, for his company. So, like, what hopefully. assets? Like, they're going to try and comb through and find stuff, but I, I'm sure he's already done some estate planning in that regard. Considering that this is kind of a, a, a new way that they're approaching the problem of, like, uh, you know, trying to attack information they don't like and things like that, I would assume that legally they will try new things as well, that, no, we have to actually go in and now... Uh, you know, confiscate assets and, you know, even if they're not in his name or something like that, you know, you know well, they'll that's... find some way of, of, of dealing with him, I think. Now, they're going to appeal, I think, so that they're talking about another, what, at least like two years in court where he can just kind of continue as usual in the meantime. Uh, but these absurd, <laughs> these absurd numbers and, and these these absurd legal cases now too. check this out. Uh, judge, <laughs> let me pause that. Judge in Montana orders arrest of Andrew Anglin, like, the founder of uh, the ago. Daily Stormer. This is over something years ago, right? Over the the lady that lived in Whitefish, I assume. Is that is it related yeah. to Montana? Yeah. By the way, this judge is in Missoula. We're going to talk about Missoula later. We have friends that are <laughs> live there, used to live there. It's become extremely liberal, and lots of liberals have been flocking there. So it's becoming like another Portland and Seattle. So we'll hear a lot about Missoula moving forward. <laughs> a federal judge has ordered the arrest of Andrew Anglin, the publisher of Daily Stormer. Uh, as he's accused of ignoring a $14 million judgment <laughs> against him for orchestrating a, quote, anti-Semitic harassment campaign, yeah, this is white unquote, against a Montana woman's family. It's funny that he kind of stepped up to the plate to kind of defend, you know, the Spencers in this case, right? Richard Spencer's mother was attacked by a Jewish woman in Montana, right? She basically, she tried to cancel her, right? Mm -hmm. And so then they kind of fought back. And now that's, but that was the only problem. See, she was correct in trying to force her into selling, what was it, some, she had some yeah. store or something there, I think, right? It was something Some there. property, yeah. But I think uh, Andrew must be feel, uh, feeling good about that now, considering where Spencer is on the, uh, kind of on the political uh, Basically spectrum a, a right now. Basically a Democrat, so. a liberal, yes. Yeah, it's going to feel good. I don't know, I think. Got to stick it to the right, you know, uh, support Biden. I, 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 I would assume there, we'll see what happens here, but... Uh, I mean, he's anyway. never going to be able to come back into the country. You know, he's hiding out in Asia somewhere, probably. <laughs> what do you mean? He got vaxxed, right? He should be able to get in now? No? <laughs> All right. Jeez. All right. Anyway, 
So, um, yeah, what was it, the Yellowstone thing, too? What was that about? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say Missoula. You know the show Yellowstone with Kevin Costner? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're filming, uh, they, they filmed quite a bit in Utah, but they film a lot in Montana. Missoula is the town that they have chosen, that they film some of the, the city scenes in, I know. And he plays like a, he's a Democrat cowboy. So I like that term, you know, the Kevin Costner cowboy, because he used to be Republican, but now he's liberal, right? You get these rich Californians who are like, I'm going to go be a Kevin Costner cowboy in, Mo- in Montana now so you have a lot of that happening but yeah this show is just like blown up and I several people told me check it out so good it's so based and I was just like it's shitting all over white people like with these Indians and like the white man is coming in yeah he's supposedly fighting these developers from making you know Montana you know a bunch of skyscrapers or whatever sure okay that's a good thing but there was plenty of anti-white stuff and then he has this like feminist daughter who's just like a total whore anyway it's promoting Montana and more people have actually been moving to missoula montana because of this show yes that's how easy it is said yesterday i think we already saw that in the 2020 election but you have that really quickly like the lib the shit libs destroy california and then they quickly move into like arizona before elections or new mexico where they move to nevada or something like that you know i mean i think you're going to start seeing everything is becoming so and i you know then the worst sense of that word fluid you know i mean that like even like where you, they'll probably come up with something where you can rent a little box as a technicality where you like have your bed in. Oh, I live here. You know what I mean? And you have like three of those in different states. So depending on where an election is, they 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 move. They're, they're now living there. You know, kind of thing. You'll see. You start seeing stuff tricks. like that. You know. Yeah, lots um, of tricks. Also reminding with the Hollywood Republicans, right? Because it's like you have the guy behind Frasier, you, you know, you showed me and would have seen there the other day. Yeah, swing of, vote. He was in that too, I think. Yeah. Right, exactly. And it was like, oh, he's a Republican. From oh, but he's in a TV show that shits on like, I mean, not that Republicans stands up for white people anyway, but it was like they're shitting on Republicans by saying, what was it? The, the scene was... Uh, uh, in order to prevent Jews, Jews from, from coming out and voting, out voting. these Republicans yeah. saying it, we need some, you know, tall, blonde, blonde. white guys at the right. polls, right? Then Jews will be afraid to get out of their cars. Yeah. yeah. Same thing with the other, what is that tall, weirdo guy that had all the kids in that movie? Same thing with him. Vince, uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's there, supposedly right? Republican, doesn't like all this crap going on, yeah. but, but he... he He's contributed with all these That's degenerate films. They just, and there's no difference. They get, oh, I'm a re- oh, you're Republican. You know, isn't the happy Gilmore guy? He's money. also a Republican over there. You know, but all right, whatever. As we know, that doesn't mean she. She. <laughs> 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 all right, sorry, I have to. I gotta get to do it. Where is it? No, I can't do it. All right. Um, okay. So, I just, this. I want to show this one too. This is funny here. So uh, there's an ad for a university in Luleå, Sweden. Uh, which is, I can show, let me show you the map here first. It's there. It's actually very close to the Arctic uh, Circle. Uh, Luleå University is a technical university, so they have things such as, uh, you know, you can be a civil engineer. Uh, you, if you go study there, you can be a, be a doctor. There's different things. Uh, this is the ad that they had for uh, that university. <laughs> <laughs> Sheet. <And> it can <laughs> uh, apply here again. I, I guess now is the time. Oh, my Lulio Technisk University. Join us for a cooler future. Look at that. Oh <laughs> my that slogan underneath there. <laughs> and you jo- can get in with uh, half the scores that white guys get. Yeah. yeah yes, exactly. Joachim, 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 Joachim uh, Doesn't matter. has Some studied to become a civil <laughs> economist, right? Is that what it says? It's so small on my end here. 
civil economist or civil um, engineer. This is the um, this is the do- the doctor and the brain surgeon and the rocket <laughs> fuel scientist uh, argument, right? And here. you know, it's totally made up. He didn't go to school. Though. Yeah, he yep. looks like he's forty five. Yep. <laughs> oh, it reminds me. What was <laughs> well, they need you back home, man. Check this go one back this home is, and do it. This is actually funny. I saw this too. You know, how we have this thing in in Sweden. You know, where the where the ch- the migrant children comes in. You you know, remember that? Mm-hmm. Someone did a meme here where we have. Uh, Abdul 12, Mustafa 8, and Ali 10. Uh, here's well, <laughs> remember there was that dentist oh, that yeah, was is... testing and saying like all these people that claim to be teenagers are like 40-year-old men according to their teeth you, and you know, bones. And... From a demographer's and an econom- uh, economist's point of view, in order, you know, we need them now, these uh, younger generations, so they can take, our, take care of us when we're older, right? Uh, this, this is the essence of replacement migration and the, the totally logical argument that you can just replace the population with. And I mean, they can claim their ch- children or whatever. Right. But you think any of these are going to go on to any kind of higher educational uh, position anywhere within like the workforce? <laughs> like, <laughs> No, <laughs> it's literally just like a burden on the system. It's almost like, let me, I, I'm not going to get into that right now. We, we have other stuff to cover here, but yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, yeah, like uh, fat teenage boys yeah, winning wanna, a beauty pageant. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, this was in New Hampshire. We'll we'll play the clip. But what what is it again? Miss Dairy, Miss. Uh, let me let me look this up. Uh, yes, some Miss Miss America organization beauty pageant. Miss Greater Dairy, twenty twenty three. Come on, New Hampshire. I thought this was the Free State Project. We don't want to be this free. All right. Well, I don't even think this is free. This, is this freedom isn't even. This right isn't here. even freedom. But I guess is, I don't know. Do they it? think no, this is this freedom? No, this is it. This is that. This is it. This is the pinnacle of freedom, <laughs> right here. You could be anything you want to. Anything, you know. You know so let's just play the video because this guy won this beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's just check out the there little. The Can we skip to the good part? Totally not contrived. <laughs> okay, we all know. Funny, we all. It's hilarious. This is comedy. We all know. Even other trannies know that he only won because he is a fat, ugly tranny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It has absolutely nothing to do with beauty. This is a hundred percent political bullshit. And look at the other girls. I, I, I'm so happy for him. It was a real, you know, if it was a real female, they'd be putting on these fake smiles. It's almost like they expected and knew they were primed that this thing was going to win. Yeah. Like, and then they think, okay, maybe I'll get ahead and even look better if I'm like open-minded and I support him winning. Anyway, free yeah. state, free state project, New Hampshire. I doubt, I doubt that they. Uh, <laughs> Libertarianism. I mean, there's a lot of good folks there. We have a lot of good folks listening. I'm not saying it's them who did this, but at the same time, (sighs) it's part of that. Just leave me alone. And I and I get that. I've I've been like that for the longest time. Just like just leave me alone, kind of thing. And look, there's something to like me, you know, a national divorce or separate segregation or or voluntary separation and stuff. You know, that's fine. But at some point, it's like. These people will build like Terminator robots and send them on us. I think so. There's <laughs> a lot down, of you know I mean? New Hampshire libertarians who are waking up to this fact because I, I see a lot of posts and I see a lot of people talking about this out of New Hampshire. We have listeners as well, but you have Concord, right? It's always the big cities, just like Portland, Maine, which we'll talk about later. But yeah. Concord is uh, affecting the politics of, I said that right, yeah, affecting the politics that happens everywhere else, right, mm-hmm. in rural New Hampshire. And that's something that has to change. This is ridiculous. 
ridiculous. Yeah. You know, and of course, it's like all these hypocritical white liberals. They're leaving New York and they're going to white New Hampshire and and going to Concord and just, you know, living the white life. And then this is what they do. Yep, that's right. That is correct. All right. So, um, or do you, do you have a couple of there? You want to text us real quick? Bill Biz, hello. Thank you very much. Says after the severe and immediate reaction to Kanye, Curie, and Whoopi, how could anyone deny the influence and manipulation of the small hats? Probably would have been ten times as harsh had Kanye, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, all been white. Was his next <laughs> next oh, response? Thank yep. you. Thank you, Bill Biz. Yeah, of course, of course. And we're going to talk about that more because uh, yeah, Farrah Khan has been saying some stuff as well going after the ADL. But this is a good trend, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Get definitely. them to look word matters. Uh, Lord Aragon on Odyssey says, uh, sorry, guys, I didn't win that jackpot. One day, maybe. There you go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, you know where to pl- you know where to put it, right? <laughs> Pagan Bear, Hail Red Eyes. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. So uh, I want to talk about what uh, the hell is happening in uh, Sinai uh, <clears throat> in Egypt here, right? We have the COP27. Literal pyramids. Kind of, yes, this is actually. And so, okay. The combination of this is is fascinating, and I'm convinced 100% that the people who designed all this know exactly uh, what they're doing and why they're doing it in this capacity. Uh, so let's take a look, uh, look at a short clip at first when they actually lit up the uh, pyramids here, uh, the uh, three pyramids in uh, the, this laser show for COP27. <laughs> We must act now. It's always that, isn't it? <laughs> Time is running out. Don't Hashtag think, just act. Together for implementation. Beautiful. Don't use your brain. Just, uh, just do it right now. being emotionally swept away by the music yet? Not at all. No? I was actually thinking, uh, my parents took me to Egypt when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. I was like 17, and I actually saw a laser light show over the pyramids. <laughs> yeah, was that what, like, uh, 99? Was that uh, Guru was like, Josh playing at the pyramids? No, it was Jean-Michel Jarre, wasn't and it? And that was in a time, too, where you can still climb on the pyramids, and also you can pay people off. I'm sure you could still do that to get into the pyramids, right? So and we did all that. Do today. We did all that stuff. Yeah. And I just remember being in Egypt, like, what is as a teenage girl and all these Ahmed saying how they wanted to marry me. I was just like, my parents Do you want to go to discotheque? Yeah, and it was always this cheesy, cheesy disco. (laughs) Yeah, I'll marry uh, you. Come to disco. Come to disco. All right, so here's here's the the, the logo. So so obviously, yeah, as you can see, uh, you know, placing that on, it is an eyeball, right? At the same time, it's an eyeball, but it's also the sun, right? Of course. And it's a planet. It's a planet. It's a sun. It's an eyeball. But then there's another detail in here. Some commenters said weird hands, right? Strange hands. Do you see those down below there in the bottom, like in the blue? It's a weird kind of hand reaching down. Well, the thing is, that comes from uh, the disk of Aten, which is the, you know, one of the first pharaohs that moved into a monotheistic Direction, I guess we should say, or or the the actually, let me rephrase that: the birth father of monotheism, Ak- Akhenaten, right, or Akhenaten, 
Um, he was, I think, uh, Amon Hotep the, did I get this wrong, third or something? I forget. But he basically renamed himself. He moved his whole uh, town to Amarna, right, this new uh, town. And they found some uh, uh, gruesome archaeological records of that, too. It's, it seems to have deteriorated and gone wildly wrong there. Uh, but as you can see up in the corner there, the sun disk has those hands reaching down. There's multiple different types of depictions of this. But this is one of the most important things that they have, right? So if you look at a kind of a stylized graphics of this, that's how it looks. Tell me that's not what's on the COP27. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's that, that's what undeniable. It is. It's Aten. It's but they've, do you see the green thing they've added in between? That's Earth. So this is literally about a religious cult worship where the earth has been interjected as the intermediary. See that, Are you that, calling them pagans, Henrik? No, I'm calling them Abrahamists <laughs> because that's what it is. No, yes, this is, this I know. Is we have to is. clarify this. Yes, they rip off all this Egypt you know, mythology all the time because they think it, it works on people, right? So what we covered... What we covered uh, Wednesday here is basically this interreligious kind of thing that they've chosen to do, right? So they've picked up on this. Let me let me move over here a little bit. They uh, let me quickly just show some of those websites there too, right? So, so as a reminder, in case you didn't see the Wednesday show here, um, here it is, right? Uh, in Sinai, a prophetic call for climate justice and ceremony of repentance. There was a bunch of like. Lutheran priests, there's been Catholics, oh, there's repenting been for been rabbis sin. and all this stuff, right? And they're they're taking the existing framework of the Abrahamic religions, uh, which is Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, and they're bl blurring that together, merging that, and doing it through a climate um, cult, I guess, lens, essentially. This is what I, I've, I'm. This is a world religion, right? The yes, blending th of them all into this one mono religion, this it, global globalist religion. This is a globalist religion, and 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 it's it's much easier. Sure, there is some, there is a new age kind of thing here. There's the, you could talk about the like the temple of Satan or something like that. You know, that's kind of like this is multiculturalism, li liberalism, right? The right? They're liberals, whatever. But the reality is that this is the the largest, most established religions, and it's better to adopt them and work, so, so to speak, with them and convert them over to this as opposed to reinvent the wheel and do a, a whole new religion. It is, in a sense, it's a whole new religion or a reinterpretation of it. But the point is, they're not going to bother with that. They're just going to take people like, you know, Pope and the Chabad uh, boss and the other rabbis and some imams and shit like that and just get them aboard on this agenda. And there, voila, there you go. There's your world religion right there. Mm -hmm. um, here's the Lutheran World Federation. COP27 people of faith join hands on eve of climate summit. They were going to be given 10 new commandments, right, on the... Uh, uh, that has climate change, basically the sin of, of like of us violating the climate as well. World Council of Churches Interfaith Dialogue promotes holistic reflection on climate change on the eve of COP27 in Egypt. Continues here, of course, the Interfaith Center for Sustainable Development. That's one of the ones that are um, leading this kind of thing. There's a bunch of rabbis behind that. Rabbi Jonathan Nero, Lisa Cohen, Deborah Lee Rose, and Pesha Shahanina, something like that. Uh, so anyway, you, you get the point. This is just all ready to go. And the Pope, of course, of the Catholic faith is right there with them. Pope Francis invites Christians to a month of ecological conversion. <laughs> you know, so, so this has been going on for quite a while. And the point is, now they're taking this. It could be to please those who are not maybe happy with some of the Abrahamic faiths or something like that. But you got to first think of what they think of when they think of monotheism. And they, if, you, if you go back... 
if you read something like Ahmed Osman's work, and we've had him on a show even, right, an Egyptian scholar, he argues that at the very least, Moses was a uh, priest at Akhenaten's uh, new city in Amarna, essentially, right? Some people even say that he was Moses, right? You have this pharaonic thing that basically, you know, the Jews were enslaved in Egypt, um, and many have argued that they, th therefore, they, they didn't completely disconnect from them. Many, some of them were actually pharaohs and stuff. There's people like, um, uh, oh, what's his name? The, the British guy, right, that we had on. What's his name? Oh, um, not not uh, Ralph, but... Ra yeah, Ralph Ellis. Ralph, Ralph Ellis, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Ralph Ellis. He, he argues that, too. There's others. He's not the only one. But Did he also write... No, who, what, did he write Caesar's Messiah? Who wrote... No, that's um, that. no, that's not, uh, and that's okay. a little. That's, that's a, little a whole different. other thing. Yeah, that, yeah, that's different. That that mixes in the the Roman thing and stuff like that. But um, yeah, his name will come to you in a minute too. But anyway, that, so I'm just pulling it down and saying that, as far as they are concerned, and the message that they want to get out is that Akhenaten is the founder of monotheism, and therefore he's like a direct predecessor to Moses and the Abrahamic faiths. And so they're taking that and now they're in Egypt, so everything fits, right? All the puzzle pieces fits. And now they can hate, help to create kind of a a, uh, a new religion basically based on that. And there is some, there's some works in that. We don't have time to get into all the details. I've, we've done shows on this in the past. Yeah. Uh, check out Freud, you know, another one that wrote about this, Moses and monotheism. They talked about the influence of Akhenaten um, and that Moses had been a priest of Akhenaten, he fled to fled Egypt eventually, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Atenism, right? Uh, monotheism, essentially. Uh, anyway, so check that out. That's kind of interesting. And there are some books on this too, as I said. So, so, so don't have time for all the details on that, but just use that as a backdrop to, uh, you know, as we talk about the next kind of thing that the great, when, when someone like Klaus Schwab talks about the great narrative that he did in uh, Saudi Arabia when he was there, I believe this is part of it. I, I said that at the time when that presentation was made. I say they're going to bring in religion in this somehow. And this is, uh, look, mm -hmm. COP is not World Economic Forum, but let's be honest about that. They're all interwoven. Woven, like, yeah, woven, they're all like friends. This, right? so they all support that's the same stuff. Um, so the Interfaith Center for Sustainable Development, great name, they're there at COP27. They're, they're pushing their kind of stuff, right? And they're going to have their little right at uh, Mount Sinai. That, that This is where Moses got the Ten Commandments, right? He was, that's when he got like was he got all red or something, right? He got like radiation. Some people, like he looked like he was glowing. As so I get those statues, have you seen that? Where the, like it radiates from mm -hmm. his uh, head and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, so they are re they're receiving new commandments here, basically, from what uh, entity and deity uh, that, that 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 I can't answer you. But uh, anyway, they're uh, they're full believers. Not in a this. deity, but just some men. <laughs> <laughs> Orders from men. Uh, who knows? Uh, was behind the well, uh, the, yeah. the pyramid. Where do uh, they there. really come? Whose who's, who's eyeball is that, really, right, when you uh, when you think about it? Uh, <laughs> anyway, so this connects, of course, with some of the other projects that are going on around the world right now as well. The Abrahamic Family House in Abu Dhabi, that's going to open in 2020. They're building three cubes. One is a synagogue, one is a Christian church, and one is a Jewish, uh, sorry, uh, Islamic uh, mosque. Um, yeah, Jewish is the synagogue, right? So... So they're all trying to, very hard to kind of like, let's Bring just kind it together. of do Try. some syncretism here, meld it all together, and uh, and that'll be that, because that, that's going to be the best thing. That's going to be very easy for them, right, to do. And it occurred to me, too, they, they talk about how, oh, everything is being, you know, politicized, right? Oh, it's all political. and But then it dawned on me, that, that, that's not really the end game. That's not what it is about, right? Politics is a 
means towards an end. It's not the end, right? So you could argue everything is religious. That's where that's what everything hinges on. It's a belief system or an ideology, whether it's a you know an established cult or religion, or if it's a delusion. I mean, that is religious thinking of sorts, right? And uh, someone coincidentally happened to link up this Chabad tweet from a uh, uh, little bit earlier here in the month. Uh, there are those who mistakenly categorize Jews as religious and non-religious. According to our Torah, there is no Jew who is not religious. All the Jews are believers from birth. And you could even extend that to basically say everybody, <laughs> even those who claim they believe in nothing, believes in, in something. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. It, it, and that's my point, too. Everything is religious. The COP27 thing is a religious project of sorts. That's how I view this. It is a new narrative. It's a new cult. It's a new religion. And it's going to weave in everything. And as we'll see later on, as we talk about the despair and uh, the... Uh, uh, you know, the, there's an apocalyptic thing kind of weaved into the climate. It, it, all the components are there, essentially, mm -hmm. right? There's not maybe a direct, like, okay, who's God? Like Klaus Schwab or something? Or like, you know, who's who's your messiah in all this, right? But still, uh, I'm sure they'll wheel that out and do time. Well, and a lot of them, they don't even believe in God, but it's they know it's important to have some kind of mythology and rally against something that has, like, a that people can have, like, a religious fervor over and believe in and feel like they're doing something that matters and have some kind of purpose. They know that that's important to the human psyche. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Absolutely. I mean, you got to have that. you got to have a, a higher purpose in a way. you got to have something that unites you. And, and, and again, so the heads up here is, Look, they're not going to invent some new age religion. They're just going to take everything that's there. Yeah, and it's just, already and, and just pieces run are with already it. there. Yeah, exactly. exactly. All right. So, so Dog yeah, Whistler says, ahead. I just want to say, yep. rem I remember reading how during the 1970s and 1980s, the Geneva-based World Council of Churches funded Marxist guerrilla groups under the concept liberation theology. After the fall of Soviet Union, hmm. they became environmentalist. Yeah, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, the environment has been. Again, now it's, I'm saying political, obviously, but the point is it's it's religious. That's what it is now. Oh, absolutely. You know, next step to it. And Dog Whistler also says Happy Veterans Day or Armistice. Is it Armistice, Armistice Day? Yep. Yeah, Armistice. the day uh, internationally countries honor war vets who lose their lives for countries based on the final day of World War One, eleven eleven. Yeah. So what right. do that's world leaders do? I'll fly to Egypt on private jets to tour the pyramids. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and a couple more here. Cuck yeah. Free Zone. Good to see you guys. Happy Friday. Good to see you too. And then also, do you guys think there's something to Caesar's Messiah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joseph Atwill. Yeah, is Joseph the, uh, Atwell, author. That's right. Yeah, we had him on yeah. uh, the show many years ago. A lot of uh, interesting stuff. Yes, in there. I, I, to keep it short. Yes, there's something to that. That's that's my the, the take on it. Some a lot of pieces fit there. Yeah. Okay, so um, let's do this now. Let's let's pivot and talk about some of the things that they did address there. And again, of course, this is you know keep in mind everything we talked about because we'll we'll rebound on that. I'll come back on that too, right? But uh, so Biden talked about this again. The original sin is not only, of course, if we're destroying the environment, you have to weave white guilt into this, right? If you don't use white guilt, you're not going to get as much money. That's why it's so popular to just like, well, what about Africa? And, okay, all right, hands, you know, hands up. I'm throwing up my hands. Take as many billions as you want. Okay, well, we got to fix this. It's our responsibility. So that's always like the the weapon that they used against Western civilization in order to kind of squeeze as much money out of them as possible. Uh, so with that in mind, this is what uh, Biden said at COP27. The United States of America will meet our emissions targets by 2030. <laughs> We're racing forward to do our part to avert the climate hell that the UN Secretary General so passionately hell. warned about earlier this week. We're not ignoring harbingers that are already here. It's true. So many disasters, 
climate crisis is hitting hardest those countries and communities that have the fewest resources to respond and to recover. And that's why last year I committed to work with our Congress to quadruple U.S. support to climate finance and provide $11 billion annually by 2024, including $3 billion for adoption. That's In Africa. Perfect. All right, good. 13, 14 billion, right there. Yeah. <clears throat> Boom. That's why the fund emergency plan for ad- adaptation and, re- and, re- and resilience, <laughs> prepare, we call it, to help more than a half a billion people in developing countries respond to climate change. We're all throwing money at more What are they going to do with billion? that money? Yes, just more, more money. If we just uh, guilt you into giving us the money, then uh, we'll make sure that it's uh, distributed. Uh, how is money changing the climate? I, it doesn't make sense. Well, it's kind of like if you eat bugs, you help change the weather. <laughs> Same idea. And for the prepare this year, I'm going to fight to... If we, it, no, it's, if, we, it's, if we just take all your money now... Then you can't buy any uh, any you know new things that uh, is carbon uh, emissions. That's right. right. Yeah. So we'll just take it now. This, yeah. See that this and our other climate objectives are fully funded today. As a down payment, we're announcing more than 150 million dollars in initiatives that specifically support prepares adaptation efforts throughout Africa, including <laughs> adaptation in Africa effort that Egypt and the United States launched together in June. This includes support for expanding early warning systems to help cover Africa, broadening access to climate finance, providing disaster risk protection, strengthening food security, mobilizing the private sector, and supporting new training center in Egypt to accelerate adaptation across the efforts all across the continent. Pay more money. Just pay more money. Just more money. More money. As everything is tanking Can back just, home, right? Just here's another billion for Africa. It's more. I mean, what is it now? Trillions and, and they just print more money and they just pour it away in in, in just black. Just pull out of Africa and let Africa be Africa. Yep. And then look Seriously. at that Earth uh, uh, Aten, uh symbol behind him right there. Yeah. You know? uh, the the eyeball with the Earth in it with the um, first monotheistic I guess symbol, right? All right. So. Um, this is what came out of... Uh, well, now Africans want reparations, right, yes. for climate change, essentially, is what's, what's yes. happening. It, it, and it, someone yeah. obviously dropped that seed in, in their oh, yeah. mind. Totally I don't think they came up with this on their own. No, I said, we need money now. You need to give us... West need to give us all your money for colonialism and racism, and also that's climate change, and we're being impacted the most from that. So just and like how, how many people were there when you're talking colonies is, like, very small in number, uh, and a long time ago, compared no, to, like, what the Chinese are doing down there right now. Oh, sure. No, but that that's you don't have to talk about that it's this is an anti-white mechanism to squeeze as much money out of the west as possible right uh but the point is it's like no no you because you industrialize and build factories that's why we're suffering now right that makes sense <laughs> there is an urgency of no prime minister of barbados mir motley talking to youth activists on a mission to get rich countries and fossil fuel companies to pay compensation for the harm done by climate change. Oh my, what harm? And, They're and, in Barbados, you know, you know like who's just pay for this too. hanging out on the beach. Like what? what's happened to you that's made your life so horrible for this climate change? <laughs> it's called loss and damage, and it has become the defining issue of this summit. The oil and gas companies are resisting, the wealthy nations are resisting. Can you actually get it done? I believe so. The evidence and the science is clear. The inequity in the world is just as apparent. Justice is simply about fair play and solidarity 
without solidarity, small countries, small people like me can't make it. There was a time when women couldn't make it. They had to come together, the suffragettes, to be able to get the solidarity. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Kami, SJW, Kami, Gobbledygook, oh blah, blah, gosh. blah. We have to come to give us money. It's about just about being fair and equal and justice and give us your money. Everyone's just trying to cash in on mm-hmm. it in different ways is what's That's happening. That's right. I, I mean, look, I'm not saying there's. it's just like a money-making thing because there's, a, as I said, an ideological goal at the end of this too. So it's not that, but it's the point of like, you see, if we, if they're going to dismantle this, this thing before 2030, you get you have to bankrupt them. You, and you also have to kind of drag these countries along. I, again, I don't think they'll succeed with this. But you have to drag these countries along in their fourth industrial revolution bullshit and the build back better stuff. And that's what this is about. It's always been about redistributing the wealth, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what global homo, you know, homogenization is about. Sure, you create different regions, whatever, different power centers. You decentralize the, the new world order, essentially. But at the end of the day, you have to take resources and means from white people, uh, West, the Western civilization, and hand it uh, over to all the others. And that's what this is about. Yep. The world continues to see different battles come at different times. I believe that this is a conversation whose time has come. The idea is gathering momentum. Africa is... Re- is responsible only for around four or less than four percent of the climate change damage. Ninety-six percent. Because you guys don't build plus. anything. <laughs> I mean, it's not that it's da- it's not damaging buildings, but you don't no. build anything. You don't make anything. <laughs> but nice and, and suit, again, by now, the way. And again, now that's a virtue. See how oh, that kind man. of twists around, and it's like this: the the uh, the underdog becomes the ruler, or you know, like that the, the flip that's happening in the, with this too. It's like the guy because, in the mud hut is the king. Now, yeah, you because know? they didn't do anything. They didn't. De- they, they don't carry this original sin. It's the uh, the nobles, the noble savage kind of thing. A little bit weaved into that. That that. But concept, meanwhile, he's right? like living the white man life. Look at how he's dressed, the places he goes. Oh well, the we didn't build any of that uses. anyway. So you know, it's just it's just no. You just came and stole it first. That's the only that's the argument here. But uh, and I don't think we have to play more of that. The point is that this. Is like this, this is weaved into this whole thing that it's like you need to feel guilt. It's anti-white uh, or white guilt, you know, weaved into these concepts of, of, of them. And, and, and again, the middlemen receiving the money, as we'll see next here, is people like John Kerry and Al Gore. Still, they've received I mean, Al Gore. He was like vehemently debunked and attacked and thrown out back in 2000. When was that? The, the the whole Mercury light bulb, buy my green light bulbs shit that happened and all the aid galas and stuff. That's like 2006, 7, 8, something like that maybe. I, I forget what it was. He didn't show up on the scene, uh, world scene for, for many years after that. Now he's back again and he's running this together with people like John Kerry. Um, Before and, you show that, I just want to say, yes. <laughs> Dog Whistler says, she's not a small person talking about the Barbados <laughs> Prime Minister. Yeah, I didn't even know that she uh, existed. I came to the world. Let me uh, pause that. Okay, go, go ahead. What do you have more there? <laughs> Cuck Freezon says, yeah. if I recall, climate change is causing a psychological condition known as Allah Akbarism. <sighs> Haven't heard much about that lately, though. Well, we'll see some it, more. Oh, we'll every, see some more hysteria. Everything. And again, I, I just feel they, they'll have this, per, at some point, there'll be this perfect, like, oh, the... Um, because of climate change, they have to murder you know, these people. No, the, the leaders have given up on the global south, as as they the term they're using, right? Which means the only solution, right in line with Agenda 2030, UN Sustainable Development Goals, by the way, is to import all of these people into the West. Remember the map that we showed from one of the uh, uh, Soros adjacent groups. Remember the map? Mm-hmm. It was like desertification in like everywhere in Africa and. 
you know, parts of Asia and stuff, and all of them had to move north, essentially. That's kind of like a, like a domino. Yeah, do that as a weapon, right, to bring down the West, and then they'll work on their depopulation efforts, right, which they do through, you know, psychological conditioning and then vaccines and bad food and all those things, right? Yeah. I mean, so the vax have been lower rollout, obviously, in some of these countries, right, in the, the third and second world. But I wouldn't put it past them still to, to, to do a huge... Um, famine. Ca- and it ca- look, that could very well be organic because of some of those conditions that have happened now with fertilizers and supply chain issues. So that could, ve- I mean, you could argue, well, that was intentional. So that means a famine would be intentional. But the point is, if you start seeing millions and mil- millions of people die, they can't grow any food. Where are they going to go? I mean, you know where they're going to go, all these people. Yeah, I mean, it's all of sub-Saharan Africa is going to go to Europe and, and demand to get in. Anyway, we'll see, we'll see what happens there. The next clip here is uh, a strange sound. Listen to this here. Biden's like stumbling and tripping around, of course, as usual. And then someone goes off like a, I don't know, a bird or something in the background. Listen to this here. Presidency determined to be tra- make the transformational changes that are needed. That America needs to make, and we have to do for the rest of the world, to overcome decades of opposition and obstacles of progress in this issue alone, to reestablish the United States as a trustworthy, committed global leader on climate. As I stand here before you, we've taken enormous strides to achieve that. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't stand here alone. But anyway. But anyway. Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Some bird or something? Some Egyptian mating like, did, call. Yeah, did they summon some kind of weird <laughs> entity right there? Oh! <laughs> I don't know. All right, so anyway, so uh, here's Al Gore, more of the same. I, be- I, I was looking for the whole clip, and I could not find it, but uh, this is part of it. I think it's Sky News. Uh, and I, her question is, you can hear it, it says, should we pay up, right, regarding more of this, like we got to give money and stuff. Listen to what the, the conversation is. Pay up. Yes, the rich countries should be providing assistance to them for loss and damage and for adaptation and for mitigation for the transition to cleaner fuels. Look, it's a difficult conundrum, uh, for, for sure. But if you're asking my opinion, yes, we have an obligation and we should meet it. Yes, we have an obligation. We have to pay. And who, who do you think is going to be the middleman handling all this money and the transition of it and stuff, right? So, yes, they are la- launching a carbon credit. They're revising that idea, right? It was launched a while back. It was kind of put to the side a little bit. And then Trump happened, of course. And, I, you know, Oive, and then, you know, here we are uh, after with Biden here. But anyways, let's just listen to like the first like a minute or minute and a half of Al Gore's speech here at COP27. Uh, uh, Can't wait. And it's like, again, like this this endless like just end of the world doomsday it's like nuclear bombs every day going off because we're not doing x about my shit listen to this here your royal highnesses your majesties uh, heads of state excellencies ladies and gentlemen distinguished guests it is a a great honor to think very highly of themselves in this opening ceremony of the 27th conference of the parties Mr. President, thank you. Mr. Secretary General, thank you for your leadership of the entire world. We are all here today. Sitting in their leather chairs. Because we continue to use the thin blue shell of atmosphere surrounding our planet as an open sewer. Well, you are, yeah. Today, as every day. They just flew through in their private jets. (laughs) 
We are spewing 162 million tons of man-made heat-trapping global warming pollution into the sky. It adds up and accumulates and lingers there. On average, each molecule lingers 100 years, and the accumulated amount now traps as much extra heat as would be released by 600,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every day on our planet. That's what? why we're seeing these disasters. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. What? So, okay, so this is like 14 minutes long. That's one minute. It's just like it's like nuclear it's bombs six nukes going off, going every off every day. day. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I mean, uh, how do you sit there and listen to that with a straight face? I know. Oh my god. Yeah, that's, that's, this is highly. This is serious business here, oh, folks. Man, it's science. Yeah. Uh, White Rabbit Radio says, uh, we did a show on Akhenaten and the TV show, uh, in my opinion, created for him ancient aliens. Yes, that's right. That's Aten right. was a, another far more radical cult for the Egyptian sun god Ra. They were uh, henotheistic, uh, technically, which means you, you're kind of, you have many, many gods, but you pick one of them to like be your main deity, essentially. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's what I believe henotheistic means. Um, oh, okay. He goes on to explain it. Meaning, they believe, if I just keep reading, amazing stuff happens. Uh, meaning, they believed in many gods, but the sun god was their main god. Hope you guys are well. Thank you. Uh, appreciate that, Tim. Good to see you. Uh, yes, exactly. I think uh, very interesting how that the whole symbolism of this kind of just came together all of a sudden. I was like, whoa, shit! There it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, the pyramids and they uh, love that Egypt symbolism, and, don't they? They always yes. love ripping that off. <clears throat> and then, but that, then at the same time, they can bring in monotheism into that, which is you know the established uh, some of the established world religions. So that's like, now you get that bunch as well. You know what I mean? That's why I have those, check out the Wednesday show. I covered that, but those speeches of that Lutheran church, uh, Lutheran guy in Finland and stuff. Yeah, like these Lutherans are crazy. Horrible, oh yeah, right? this guy here. And But I, I mean, all of them seems to be in it. There's a, hardly anyone that's like at, at the top of these groups that are like, anti this you get maybe a local pastor or smaller churches or something like that but like for the most part they're they're, they're all there right all right so um john Kerry plugs his uh, little carbon offset program here and of course the u.s is going to be you know overseeing this then you have this crazy idea that it's like well it's really because they're white supremacists and racists so they're trying to abuse africa by and i'm not saying i'm not pretending by giving them money that they care about them, that they they don't. I don't. I don't think so. Anyway, they use them in as like a, as a shield or as a weapon or something An like excuse. that. Right? If you can, you know, if you want mass migration, use them for that. If you want them to, uh, uh, if you want them to use them, to, so white people feel guilty, so they give out more money. Let's or, do that. Yeah, or know. they're just laundering money. They're just saying. Oh, that's true. <laughs> of course. I mean, that's the other thing. You're right. I mean, you could literally have nothing come out of this at the end. They, you know, they might be building their bases on Mars right now or whatever, you know what I mean? Or their, their space colony somewhere uh, while we're funneling money, thinking we're like, we're, we're saving the Earth and helping everybody. U.S. climate uh, envoy John Kerry on Wednesday unveiled a carbon offset plan that would allow corporations to fund renewable energy projects in developing countries that are struggling to transition away from fossil, fu fossil fuels. The program called the Energy Transition Accelerator they love their accelerator, uh, accelerators. The UN guy had an accelerator program. Bill Gates had an accelerator program. I'm not sure what's with that, but that's the word they use a lot. Um, and it is in partnership with philanthropic groups like the Rockefeller Foundation and the Bezos Earth Fund and will be finalized over the coming year. 
Officials argue the plan could funnel billions of dollars from the private sector into the economies of developing countries working to shift to renewable power sources like wind and solar. Public-private partnership. This is what that's about. Here's a short video talking just a little bit about that. Listen to this here. COP27, the UN's Climate Implementation Summit. John Kerry is the U.S. climate envoy to the summit, and tomorrow he's expected to propose a plan which he says will help developing nations stop using fossil fuels. Under Kerry's plan, businesses and governments from wealthier nations would give money to developing countries by expanding the use of carbon credits. A carbon credit is like a permit representing one ton of carbon dioxide removed from the atmosphere. Now, traditionally, carbon credits go to renewable energy projects where the developer can sell the credit to larger companies that are still polluting. The market for carbon credits is unregulated. So, so it's a way for them to continue. If you're, if you're wealthy enough as a corporation that can afford that Just and buy, buy a bunch these of carbon them. credits to offset that, you can keep doing what you're doing while you won't allow countries like Africa to industrialize. And think about that what you want, but the point, think of it in the extension here. That then basically means if they don't industrialize, the chances are, well, there's many things are actually at once when you think about this, but like birth rates will then maybe not decline. That's what the Bill Gates is arguing, right? Like, oh, if you modernize and bring all these things. And, and I mean, it's, it's, part, it's just partially true. It's just what it is. People get more comfortable. They live in cities. They, they have less kids, you know, mm -hmm. kind of thing. But so that could be a consequence of it. Or you have problems with that they can't run any industry, so you they and then never they have to move. Exactly, they never build things up themselves. So of course they would still then and just then they're strive forever for coming dependent to on white people. Exactly. Yes. So there's like a double thing here. While they get mega wealthy on this, on overseeing this carbon credit system, it's ba this is the you know if there's a central bank digital currency, this is what it will be based on. That will be the unit of value, so to speak, or, or lack thereof, I guess, in this case. But it will be a carbon credit CBDC, basically. Back to the clip. Related and participation is voluntary. But Kerry thinks expanding it is still the best option to help third world countries decrease dependency on fossil fuels. So they can industrialize and then have to depend on us. Yes, great. Right now, carbon credits are awarded on a per-project basis. Mr. Carey wants to change credit allocation to a more regional basis, which he says will encourage more wide-scale renewable energy development. How does he just get a say in this? He's, the, he's, the, he's, a, he's Biden's climate czar. That's why he's getting a say in this, right? But by the way, look, look at that, too. There's a little bit more to that clip. But look at the picture behind them, that, too. What do, you, what, do you, what do you think that is right there? That, that's the Hagia Sophia. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that has to be what that is. What does that represent? That represents the merger of Christianity with Islam, right there. It's not an accident. They're, cho they're choosing this type of symbolism, right? Um, I, d I looked for other pictures. I, do I don't believe that's any other place. Maybe there's another church like that, but of course, there's, you know, it occurred to me too. You know how white people now have to make land acknowledgement rituals before they like begin their dumb seminar about Turks like, don't do that. SJW shit, like. Who do you think built Constantinople, right? Why, yeah, we want it why back. is it if Europe's largest city today? You know what I mean? Like, do some land acknowledgements to yeah, Europeans. Exactly. Never happen. Actually, I don't want them to. I just want us to take it just back. Just take it back, yeah. Um, all right. A, a little bit more on that clip here. U.S. and China are the world's largest greenhouse gas emitters. The two countries are facing mounting global pressure to assist third world countries transition away from fossil fuels. And while President Joe Biden is expected to go to COP27 later this week, it seems unlikely Chinese President Xi Jinping 
will go to the climate conference. Yeah. And of course, they can. It's funny, though, because at the same time, everything is being upended with this now because of the energy crisis, right? Cheap Russian gas. But this is the hard pivot towards the green transition that they're forcing Europe to make right now. We'll have a few clips on that later on as well. Very interesting. But if this is planned, they're very clever in how they all these things fell in place. It could be accidental, some of it, and they just managed to like push the right piece in the right time, just at the right time to kind of get us here. Um, but essentially, if we had dependency on Russia and cheap Russian gas, of course, then we would not, you know, maybe transition as easily. Now they're like, they're forcing us kind of to do it. You'll see that in the clips we'll play later from Bloomberg kind of thing. But anyway, so that I just want to say, I love yes. how they blame America and they're like, oh, America, this dirty emitter. Meanwhile, America has been expected like all this time to be the sugar daddy of the world. When people are in crisis, they call out, America, help us. America, right. give us money. And where do you think the money comes from? Yeah. You know, from industry, right? Yeah, we stole that's it how, from them, right? And, and, and <laughs> making the all this stuff. And then yeah. in China, China, yeah, sure, it's dirty and it's filthy, but they're making like cheap crap for the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I said it before, all that is about to change because they're going through such a drastic demographic collapse that is soon enough, the, they're not going to be the factory of the world anymore. It's just a fact. They're not going to be able to keep up with, with what they're doing. And that's why partially why they're kind of industrializing towards you know, uh, other areas right now, whatever. There's a, there's a lot of moving pieces up in the air right now between, I mean, they want to have this in place before 2030 for some damn reason. I'm not sure why, but like they, they're on a tight time schedule here to pull all this off. We're talking fourth industrial revolution. Maybe they're just seeking to have full collapse by 2030, or maybe they're seeking to have it built up by then. But man, oh, they're pushing hard. They're always right. aggressive in their timetables, though. It's, yeah, they never It, it never that comes off. that no. fast. I mean, who knows? Maybe they have their psychics and their remote viewers, and they know that, like, oh, there's something important. Oh, they do have the supercomputers, by the way, yeah. running, like, actual simulations. They know there's something important yeah. happening oh, yeah. around that time. They right? know that the, you you would have, I think, a kind of, and it sounds a little gay now, but, like, a, you you would have kind of an awakening happening. It's been happening for many years. Slowly, people are big, yeah, partially because of access to more information that the internet brought, right? They, it's kind of like demographically too, like they know they have to play their hand now because it's going to be too much problems later on. They, can, they can't pull it off at that point. Uh, anyway, CNN article, we desperately need money. Of course they do. Climate NY Kerry tells CNN amid criticism of his emission credits plan. He was heckled, I guess we can look at that too real quick here. He was heckled uh, during that. And again, not because he's pushing dumb ideas, but because he's not going far enough. They're, they're, these are their white supremacist colonialists, the John Kerry's, right? They're there to like to, you know, uh, <laughs> that's also good. That's what a lot of know. these anti-white haters <laughs> and climate nuts see. Oh, it's just these white guys on stage. So yeah, see, it's John still, it's still totally these just white, white elites. And it's, see, it's, it's uh, an example of white supremacy still in act. They don't give a shit about white people. John Heinz Kerry they don't care totally about white. don't belong to another tribe. All right, let's play. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah. How specific This is what I was talking about. We're going to get, you know, work it through. It's funny when they fight with each other, though. Yeah. We actually, as you heard me say, it's too much pollution. What, what you're doing is too much pollution. I can't believe it. Uh, anyway, I mean, it is, I guess, to be fair, these guys do not actually want to tackle real environmental issues. Carbon is, no, a, is, a, 
it's not even an arbitrary thing that they picked. It's actually like a vital component for life that they decided to target. And again, just a quick reminder of like the crazy things that this guy have said before. They literally, when we get to zero by 2050, which Biden emphasized in the previous clip, it's not only that we'll be happy at that point. No, at that point, we also need to suck every damn carbon atom out of the atmosphere. Don't believe me? Listen to this. Even if we get to net 50, net zero by 2050, uh, even if we get there, we still have to suck carbon dioxide out of the atmosphere. A lot of people don't focus on that. These people are, they're like that. Uh, I show the scene in a couple of Weekend Warrior shows, but like the space balls when that big like Statue of Liberty with the vacuum comes and like sucks the whole atmosphere out. You know. But you said something important before and we say that a lot too. They're fake environmentalists. They're not right. tackling this uh, epidemic of uh, endocrine disruptors, you know, or gender bending chemicals and like all these toxins that are floating around in our environment and all these poisons that are allowed in food and in the products and all this stuff. They don't tackle that. It's this no, imaginary. No the CO2 that is the problem that we need to suck well, out of well, the air. But again, I mean, think about it. CO2 is such a vital Well, it's important, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that, that's imaginary, but imaginary that it's like toxic and hurting everything and, and killing the planet, you know. I mean, you know that, I mean, actual greenhouse, uh, those are growing greenhouses, they actually buy CO2 generators in order to double their yield and output. Like, of course. And here they are going yeah. to suck things grow. that out of everywhere. Makes things grow. What do you think is going to happen, right? If carbon dioxide is so bad for the planet, why do greenhouse growers buy CO2 generators to double plant growth, right? That's right. They, they are, with the excuse of saving the earth and the climate, they're going to ruin and destroy everything. That's yeah, then the they will is. create real climate problems. Yeah, and again, right, by right doing right things ago, like this, blame, continue to blame the, the geoengineering things. That was like chemtrails were conspiracy, it's conspiracy theories. You know, just ten years ago, now they're openly like, yes, we need geoengineering programs, and that kind of stuff is actually has the potential to create catastrophic oh, yeah. environmental problems. Absolutely, and it will too. Uh, but remember, there's nothing political behind all of, any of this. Um, it's not political. There's there's no ideology in it. It's not yeah, a they just all happen to be aligned politically. Labor issue. Uh, it's a universal issue defined by science. It's uh, science, if you didn't know. All right, so check this one out. This is kind of interesting. Michael Sheeran, uh, he's a former Bank of England advisor, uh, is talking about this um, issue of the carbon credits and basically how it's going to be the new currency. And also, well, let's save the last part of that, but listen to what he said here first. Again, COP27. So central banks are also starting to understand nature has real value. Carbon, we already figured out. And carbon is moving very quickly into a system where it's going to be very close to a currency. Basically being able to take a, a, a ton of absorbed or sequestered carbon and being able to create a forward pricing curve with financial service architecture documentation. I just came out of a meeting this morning how we're trying to accelerate that. To be quite honest, not to get very boring, but we're on financial topics and things, but they're going to be derivatives and you need is the documentation if you want to trade a derivative in the marketplace. And all this actually matters for nature as well. Yeah, I'm going to quickly that. hand off, but again, I want to talk about value one more time because the southern part of the world has value far greater than large elements of the northern part. And when we start thinking about and putting prices on water, on trees, on biodiversity, 
we find where does that sit. I'm doing a lot of work out of Asia, and I say that my next-door neighbor, Indonesia, is the left lung of the world, and obviously Brazil is the right, and Africa, absolutely critical, and we need their natural capital as a system-based world more than we need that $66 billion we've got sitting in the basement of the Bank of England. So how do we, and I'm hoping this discussion today, at least from a central banker's point of view, on how do we start tokenizing, tokenizing. how do we start building systems yeah. that actually create not only the value, but transfer that value around the world. There, I mean, he knows exactly what the agenda and the goal is here. And we've talked about that. I urge you to check out this video on it, how basically... Uh, nature and life itself is going to become a tradable asset on the stock exchange. They're creating, they're creating new asset classes right now that is actually built on not only nature and like a piece of land or trees or stuff, but certain function. you know how we talk about that, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Everything as a service, right? Everything is a service, So you, including your immune system and like everything. Your th thought process is now outsourced to like a global brain, blah, 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 you know, all that shit. But processes in nature will be, well, technically, if they are modified or changed or, or improved from their point of view, they can probably patent that and put them in a stock market. But even things that just exist in nature, that's where they want to place the value so that they can just like trade that on the stock. It, it's so insane and so absurd, but this is what they're going to pivot to. When, when, when we finally have the ultimate debt crash that obviously is like coming, whether we like it or not, that's just like it's not going to work. It's quite intentional. It's almost like they're they're trying to print as many trillions as possible. Because in the weird magical process of printing something out of nothing, you can still actually get something for that at the end, right? At the end of the day, they can buy assets, they can buy land with this stuff. And at the end of the day, okay, assume that they can pay off their debt or something like that, right? But who's gonna come and claim it? You know what I mean? It's not like we owe this to some alien race or something, you know what I mean? Like we all owe each other. It's just a circle jerk of like, well, Germany owes to Italy, Italy owes to England, and England owns to France, and France owes Russia, you know, and round and round we go, right? Who are we going to pay this back to? No, instead, there will be a reset button pressed the on the financial, yes, the yeah, financial global mind. system. Uh, well, we Obviously, we can never have this happen before, again. We need to, uh, you know, we walked away from gold, and that was bad, but gold is not. And we need to base it on nature and carbon credits. You, you know it's coming. You know what I mean? You know it's coming. Give it a few years, and, uh, and they're going to do Cut it. Cut free zone us. Do you think these carbon credits are going to be connected to the forthcoming U.S. digital currency alluded yes. to in Biden's crypto executive Absolutely. order? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, central bank's digital currencies. Now, it could be that they distribute them nationally. So, like, this central bank in this country have their own version of it or something. But ultimately, they will have a global control of it. Whether they all are, are the same or, or they're individual, there will be, you know, cross-pollination, uh, I guess, uh, of these uh, uh, central bank digital currencies. And it could very well be that either they choose carbon as the, 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 the value system onto it, or uh, they will choose natural processes like this video, kind of details. Um, okay, so we did that. Check out that video there for, for more on that, because it's a freaky and scary thing. Here's actually one farmer, let me play this real qu uh, quick here. Uh, criticizing the carbon credit system and also how it this is in the out of the UK and how it basically not only doesn't solve anything it just makes the environmental issues even worse listen to this um, yes but there needs to be some common sense added with like the environmental things on farming everyone here needs a farmer three times a day you need to produce food locally we need to produce it sustainably and we're under this ludicrous idea that farms are being sold 
in Wales and Scotland and Ireland and England, and they're being planted with trees, being taken out of production. And then these assets then sold is a carbon credit system so that polluters within London or internationally can then carry on polluting. You know, farming is 10% of our carbon output. In, in other words, keep that in mind. BlackRock can continue with business as usual while, while, while they you, shut while everyone else down. Exactly. That's the key here, right? You feed 65% of the population. There needs to be a, a more emphasis, I feel, on sustainable farming, local produced, and That's seasonable. Right. They don't care about that. They never talk about that. No, no, no. This is about, no, we need more GMOs, right? To, to, yeah. To beat it's about uh, 1.5 degree increase. Consolidating power again. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Absolutely. Fewer Very companies. Simple. Fewer companies that have more global control. That's what that's about. Absolutely, yep. In Wales, particularly, and in Scotland, where they're losing communities because farms are selling and you're, you're planting pines. There's no actual evidence. There's no real, not evidence, there's no real common sense being thrown at this discussion. Because um, it's not about that, I don't that, see man. any leadership. You have net batteries on here. Not that they don't want you to be happy and thriving and living locally. No, no. Anyway, that's kind of the point there. But, yeah, uh, yeah no, it, it raises a good uh, point there. Veritas6464 over on uh, Rumble says, uh, Hey, Ricky, who's that yummy mummy? May you be blessed with a happy, healthy pregnancy and birth. Well, thank you. Thank that's you. kind of you. Um, yeah, exactly. I haven't, I haven't seen you in a while. Good to see you around. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Very kind of you. One of our executive uh, producers nice. over there from uh, Down Under. Thank you, man. Good to see you. All uh, right. MHT says, since today's November 11, I just wanted to say happy 11-11. Thank you. 11 /11. I remember That's when right. we used to see the clock all the time at 11-11. I went through that for years. 11-11. <laughs> what did you say? Clock. <laughs> clock. <laughs> I saw uh, I had to point <laughs> Otherwise, someone else would. What did she say? <laughs> yeah, yes. On the I clock. No, no, I covered the it clock. That <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, yes. And I'm sorry, Cuck Free Zone Dog Whistler, I, I missed your posts earlier about uh, <laughs> that, that call that happened behind Joe Biden when he was talking. Oh, the, the cockle doo 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 thing? Yeah, exactly. Okay. They said, uh, Cuck Free Zone said, is either Odin's ravens or, or demons coming for Joe's soul? His contract is coming due. And Dog Whistler said, was that Odin's ravens calling out bullshit? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. it could, could be. Uh, I would. They've had these kinds of uh, uh, gimmicks or stunts, whatever you call it, right? Uh, and usually, it's like the, it's like the in, even even insaner climate activists, like that. We gotta, you know, shut the whole. Like we gotta stop farming now to kill everybody. <laughs> that kind of group. They've they're staging like events where they dress up as, as things to bunch to, of freaks. Yeah, yeah, to just produce like a clown show essentially around that, right? Uh, let me see if I can get into tipped here. I saw uh, on Odyssey real quick. Let me see if I can see it here. Uh, Phantom, I think it is. Is that a continuation of your name? I can't see that. That's too bad. Um, hate when I can't see the full tip. Thank you for all you do. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. I think we are. Yeah, I'll see if that loads during. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll proceed here. So let's obviously talk about the obvious that these people can, of course, do whatever the hell they want. Um, 400 private jets arrive in Egypt during COP27. How could they do that with a straight face and just be like, yeah, it's okay when we do it because we're important We're important. People. We're That's changing yeah, the we, world. If we didn't fly around with our private jets, see, the, nothing would happen and that would be bad. <laughs> and so they make these excuses, it, you know? oh, because people would want to hurt us or blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. yeah, they can't fly with a plea. Yeah. You know? uh, as climate delegates are accused of hypocrisy. Uh, for numerous posts on social media, uh, criticize delegates by traveling by private jet. So as usual, it's a lot of hypocrisy. Do what we say, not as we do, and it's more. And but this is what we've said. This is an insurance policy for them, so that they can just keep doing whatever they are, want to do and keep going. Right? 
Uh, it was slurring Nancy uh, was uh, at COP27 too and said something incoherent before she went off about like natives or something. Listen to this. Long time ago, I took a delegation to Alaska to see what was happening there. And as you know, the glaciers are melting before your very eye. It, you know, it's been bad. The thermal management of the planet, so conspicuous. The acidification Wait, of the what? ocean, the cannibalizing of the animals, every aspect of this right there in Alaska. And the indigenous people there. Too. All right, I, I don't know. Just, just, oh just my give a, go away, you old bat. Just give, give us your billions, you know. Give, give us your, give us your trillions. I totally understand why someone took a shit in their driveway. <laughs> well, we that's the one good time there's a we? there's a poop in the the street there in San Francisco yeah. when it's in front of her house. A weaponized poop. <laughs> uh, all right, so it's basically, like, <laughs> I'm like lady, it's all over San Francisco. Why are you so surprised that it's in your driveway? <laughs> Antonio Guterres, right, the former Communist. international socialist leader who's now heading up the UN, being the secretary general there, uh, is so tired, so jaded, so uninterested, so disengaged from all of this that he couldn't even understand until he was like, I mean, I don't know, a, a third of way into his speech that, oh, shit, someone had actually given me the wrong speech at <laughs> COP27. You have been relentless in holding decision makers to account Major fail. And this guy's worth like a billion or something, isn't he? Probably. No. 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 I think that I was go given the wrong speech. But. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they they're, all, they're all trying to make light of it. Yep. Like, oh, we got your back. It's okay. Oh, my um, God. I'm going to speak to the, the group of young people afterwards, and uh, <laughs> Off with their there heads. was a small confusion. I apologize. <sighs> they don't write anything themselves. They don't. They don't they can't even, they're speak just here. Hey, just take this. <laughs> it's just it's oh incredible. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and then we yeah, have this. Th there's this mentally fragile girl in the UK who manages to shut down this highway to protest climate change because she thinks we're all going to die soon. It's it's pretty sad. Check it out. Right. Watch, watch the it. video. Yep. Hello, my name is Louise. I'm 24 years old, and I'm here. <laughs> Oh my gosh. And you might hate me for doing this, and you're entitled to hate me. Well, I wish you would direct all that anger and hatred at our government. They are betraying young people like me. Oh I my gosh. If they did their lawful duty, she's trying to be to the next Greta citizens. here. Yep. I'm part of the Just Stop Oil Coalition demanding an end to all new oil and gas licenses in the UK. What we're asking for is what all the scientists are asking for, what the United Nations are asking for, the International Energy. Mima, everything the she's IPCC. wearing is like come from petroleum. You know Probably. What I mean? yeah. like, yep. How many more people have to say we don't have a livable future if you continue licensing oil and gas for you to listen? Why did it take young people like me 
Well, you could always freeze to death. (laughs) You know, that's maybe more likely. You freezing or starving to death before dying from climate change is more likely. This actually fits perfectly into the next topic then, but we we can keep listening. But look, I mean... She she does this big cry at the end. Of course, that's fine. We'll we'll, we'll watch it. But I mean, okay, it's like you could argue it's not her fault she, she's actually being told by really wicked evil people that like you're going to die it's i mean her they're, 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 to, they're, they're <laughs> she has a responsibility but i'm also saying there's a lot of people out there that are being like drawn into this and, oh i and, know and, but it, and it's they're giving young. the purpose and 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 finally there's something to fight for and stuff and we need those kinds of things right so instead of like shit you know, the English are being replaced. You know what I mean? Everything is changing. We're not going to have a future. No, no that's not a problem. No, you know because I mean? these people, they actually blame, you know, these uh, the white racists who are destroying the environment. And they, they, she probably thinks in her head, once we're replaced by Africans and Indians and Muslims and all these other people, then it's going to be a big kumbaya office. It's going to be like Avatar the movie or something. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay, let's keep playing here a little bit. for you to listen. Over a thousand people in the UK died. <laughs> kind of a bad Just performance, a actually. Yeah. 40 degree heat because of the climate crisis, which is fueled by oil, gas. Coal. You're about to f- look. We'll get to this next year, but like your people are about to freeze to death this winter, uh, this autumn winter, depending on how bad the winter is. Because they're not given access to this, and they can't even bring it in fast enough to heat their homes now, as, as we'll see. Yeah, but and it's like of all the, the things to get mad about <clears throat> against your government, she's getting mad at them for not doing enough. Not all yeah. the like catastrophic damage our governments have done, and yeah. all the different ways they've screwed us over. Now they choose to be anti-government over this issue. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not even really anti-government because they want them to do more, right? It's they've created a zealot fervent psycho class of people who think they're going to die if 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 you don't do what the elites are trying to get us to do anyway <laughs> and they so they've programmed them turn them into like a the weaponized them right Emo- it's emotional manipulation and weaponization of of kids against the adults and f- to basically just br- again guilt people into you know we have to do something are we going to see this, any know? i mean i wouldn't really mind this but you know there used to be cults that would do these like mass suicides and stuff I wonder if that's going to happen I mean, again around these like climate cult activists, you know, probably at some suicide point. to get attention, you know, for for the climate, for climate change awareness or whatever. I mean, the <sighs> Extinction Rebellion have done symbolic what day, die-ins or what do they call it, right? They just lay down. But ironically, because of the policies, if you think about like the denuclearization program in Germany and now like the disassociation from Russian gas and stuff, they're about to get a, you know, the death, death cult is going to get their victims here soon. I, I mean, I don't wish this, but and hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully they can remedy the situation. But man, this before is we bad. continue this masterpiece, sure. Joseph Thomas says, uh, if only going to hang myself, Louise meant all of these things about elites flooding non-whites into white countries sigh exactly why can't we have this kind of fervor over that emotional exactly that's where the real drama is. she'd be arrested for that president obunga very interesting about the cop 27 symbolism let's explore that more very eyes wide shut kubrick didn't (laughs) kill himself (laughs) yeah no definitely i'll continue to cover that a little bit more in the weekend warrior show because i think i'm i'm onto something there with that uh, all right, let's rest of the clip here. Yeah, I think it's just cops coming and she's just whining more. They okay, more is he crying? Before they listen, even in the UK. 
Is she standing on the bridge? Or we will standing? stop as soon as the government Highway. stop new oil and gas. Please yeah, join it does us. Look like Civil it. resistance is all she's we have She's just on a bridge above it. Like, it's like the she's watched too many movies here. and she thinks she's like an important figure in this like female lead <laughs> movie. Yeah, but she's like, not shutting down traffic. Changing though. the world. She's not shutting down traffic. No, she's like up on some. Just stop oil is the only chance of a future that we have left. Dog Whistler totally says, I genuinely feel sad and sympathetic toward that young lady. The cognitive yeah, dissonance yeah. and the global elite did do mass formation uh, psyop during mm-hmm. COVID-19 to this immature generation. And unless we expose globalists, they will be a doomed generation. Yeah, we're going to talk Absolutely. about how they voted as well yes. coming up here. Yeah. Okay, let me play these real quick. I think this is important, right? This The meme kind of summarizes this a little bit of, in terms of what happened here, right? Russia threatens basically Germany because they have, you know, their leverage over their life situation with the oil and gas and stuff. EU shows up. Oh, my God, what's happening? We can't have this situation. So America shows up and then decides to kill Germany to solve the situation. Instead of, and, and the killing of Germany here symbolically is, of course, the attack on the Nord Stream, right? So what's happening right now is that Europe has to pivot uh, towards LNG, liquefied natural gas, and basically they can't do it fast enough. Here's a Bloomberg uh, report on this, which I think was interesting. Check it out. On the supply side, is trying to grab as much gas as it can find in the international market, particularly of liquefied natural gas. This is the big uh, gas carriers that ship gas from places like Qatar and the United States. Now, keep in mind, the U.S. is a big player in this. They have a huge uh, stake in the game here. By destroying Nord Stream, dependency, of course, relies... Dependency shifts from Russia over to America. Like natural gas has really been the hero. We've seen a very strong flow of LNG entering our ports, in our terminals. The problem is that Europe now faces, actually, a lack of infrastructure to import that gas. We can import gas from elsewhere, but we're very limited by the amount of LNG import facilities that we have in place. And at the moment, across Europe, there are 25 of these facilities being planned. We'll have the first couple this winter, but through next year, we'll have more. And that will definitely help. But to really get imports scaled up, new construction will be needed not just on the European side, but on the US side as well. One of the dates that people look forward to is 2026, when a lot more US export LNG capacity comes online. That is a long time away, and that's the problem with building infrastructure. It takes time. It takes time. Next clip here, real quick, I want to play is regarding uh, basically how this this whole thing with the Nord, attack on the Nord Stream have, have forced this so-called green transition because there's like... There's no other way out now, and so it's very clever, everything that's happened here. Look at this. Europe may not have found the perfect solution to the supply and demand puzzle, but as winter approaches, it's finally caught a few breaks. Many countries have successfully filled up their emergency stores of natural gas, bringing gas prices down from their late summer peak, and forecasts are predicting relatively mild winter temperatures. Probably Europe will be able to make it through the winter, the problem is what happened next year into 2023 and the winter of 2023-2024. Without any at. Russian gas next year, next winter looks absolutely horrendous. Yeah. There is not enough gas out there in the LNG market to replace imports of Russian gas for a full year. This is a permanent change in the way that Europe has bought gas 
and that means permanent higher gas and oil prices. Many are hoping that change can push Europe in a direction it needs to go anyway, towards more renewable energy. In light of this year's crisis, a push towards renewables, electrification and energy efficiency is more attractive than it's ever been. We are seeing that authorities, governments, are raising incentives for the construction of more clean wind solar power plants. And Europe still is promising and targeting to be climate neutral uh, in the mid-century. Solar panels is not enough. Yeah, I think uh, may not it, it, it's, it's very interesting there, though, because it's like you wouldn't have had this situation if you didn't have like the, the, the number of pieces of like Russia, Ukraine, and then the Nord Stream thing. And again, I mean, that's why America had a huge dis incentive here for basically saying now they've met. If Europe was ever in a position where it's like, uh, we might side with Russia here, you know, kind of thing. Like we get cheaper gas and we'll we'll do our own thing kind of thing. That's gone now. And mm -hmm. even Germany was like, no, we'll 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 commit suicide before we, you know, actually go for like cheaper gas and good relations with Russia. Uh, but anyway, so out of that, the point is, I still think it's going to be bad. I hope it's not. I hope we can find a solution to this, obviously. Uh, but I think that they'll want to try to kill as many people as possible, be that this year or as the person in the uh, clip said, maybe then tw winter 2023 over to 24. Maybe that. Now that there's no other options at that point, momentarily we have some, uh, you know, stashes here, basically, and uh, something, you know, backups. And if the winter is mild, okay, good. But what happens next year? We don't have any options yet. Like, what are you going to do? I mean, that's a big risk, though, if people oh, yeah. start freezing <laughs> oh, yeah. and they can't run businesses and they can't give food. Like, do you realize what you're asking for then? That's would be like huge upheaval and the public would be very angry coming for their heads. I hope so. I mean, that, that's the other kind of light in the tunnel here that they're playing with us to such a degree that I just hope they have a rebellion on their hands here soon. You know what I mean? Uh, let me see where the other. Where's that other clip? Yeah, here. Check this one out. Even this clip, the continuation of it, they talk, you know how we talked about that, like, oh, <clears throat> you can play video games to get heart attacks. In this video now, they, they explain, too, that if you have heart conditions, you get to get a heart attack if it gets too cold. It, it's not that it's not true, but it's I, I just like, oh, here we go again, you know, like <clears throat> the COVID thing, the, the vaccine, you know, all that, the, the, the super safe and effective jab, right? Oh, here's just another thing that's going <laughs> to give you a heart attack. Anyway, uh, enough on that. Let's switch over to the, um, I guess, the Gen C situation here a little bit, right? Because we have the uh, midterm elections and we kind of want to see what the outcome of that has been, essentially. Uh, 100,000 plus likes for the future of Gen C eternal giga longhouse favela planet. Uh, this was like one of the takeaways, right, from the from the midterm election, right? If it wasn't for Gen C, there would have been a red wave. The polling uh, polling shows that our generation voted for Democrats more than any other age group. We mm -hmm. are the reason democracy will stand. We now have a seat at the table. Time to start listening. Yeah. Remember that, uh, how the, the, the Gen C is the most based generation ever? Yeah, Remember that? right. What happened with that? Yeah, right. You want to see this clip about this too? Well, I mean, at the rate they're all going on puberty blockers and getting <laughs> vax and taking all this stuff, that generation might not last that long. So we'll see. Well, uh, yeah, look at this here.
A new study shows Gen Z voters between the ages of 18 and 29 gave Democrats a crucial boost this election. That's why you shouldn't I vote until you're 30. I talked with a political science right. professor about younger voters, why they voted, and what they care about. Young people, Gen Zs, uh, here came out to vote as well. When it comes to Gen Z, Syrian Villavicencio, political science professor at San Joaquin Delta College, has a front row seat. You know, I work with uh, Gen Zs uh, with my students every day. He says their special place in history can be a big influence on their political activities. They're special. No, I, she didn't say that, but he's just, <laughs> you know, that pretty is. much. Everybody's a winner. Participation trophies, right? We already know. Uh, I, re I haven't seen this clip, but I already know what he's going to say here. Yeah, yeah. This Gen Z generation, when they were growing up, they grew up during the Great Recession. So I also think that they are more politically astute. Um, knowing what their families actually had to yeah, go through. through a new study by they, they bought all the bullshit that we had pushed on them. So therefore, they're, they're really important. And, you know, we can use them. And shows while Democrats lost support among younger voters this year compared to 2018, Gen Zers 18 to 29 years old still held the strongest sway versus older age groups. So much so, one pollster claiming, were it not for Gen Z voters citing blue, there would have been a red wave. Why they actually perhaps leaned more left this time around has something to do with President Biden forgiving loans. again their student loans. Yep. And, that and of course, and that's, that's not going to happen. It's not right? going to happen. No, but Republicans no. should have been smart about that and and offered the same thing. I mean, he's not going to do it anyway. No. But yeah, it, it always comes down to uh, loan forgiveness, uh, free shit, more free shit. gay, more gay stuff. Yep. It, this is how the <laughs> like, left has been run. It's we're going to give you everything. We're going to take care of you. Right. And that's a that's a hard uh, that's a hard pass for some of these people who just want they want UBI. Democrats you know, always the, run on that. Know, they run yeah. on you. Get, you're going to get all the perks and the gibs and the, and the yep. privileges and yep. you know get out of jail free cards. That's right. With 43 million Americans carrying federal student debt, that program, the student debt relief plan, carries weight on a lot of minds. That shows you. And it was only like what? Ten thousand. Ten thousand. Uh, and by it, it was, was like ten thousand, right? but uh, but it was double for non-whites. Non yes, exactly. Yeah. So again, here we go. And really, with the, the cost of tuition case. and everything, what's ten thousand towards your education? Know, like that's they'll, they'll it's it. nothing it's in a, America. It's, a, it's literally a bribe. It's, it's a give, vote for us, and we'll give you money. That's what. That's obviously what this is, right? For young people. While election day is in the books, the story isn't over just yet. As ballots are still being counted. All right. Anyway, blah, blah, so yeah, blah. we have some. You know, oh, Carrie Lake might still win, and you know, whatever. But you know, uh, largely, it's like you, the fact that you got the majority of these. I mean, it has to be fraud at the same time. But then I'm like, eh, you know, you don't, you never know. The, some of these people, they love their servitude. I mean, Gavin Newsom wins again. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer, after all the FBI bullshit and the Sting operator, all the fraud there, and like she still won, right? Uh, Kathy Hochul in New York, complete lunatic. What, what else did we have? Uh, obviously, Fetterman, right? In Pennsylvania, you can't even talk. You know, it's like I mean, either it's f just legit fraud or, or it's, a, or it's a little bit of both, it, right? Yeah, it, it could be. But the point is, my point here too is this is why it's so important to control culture, right? Because ultimately, that's what dictating these people. They're looking and at their Hollywood how they movies. Yeah. Of course. They, they, they get all this stuff through music and culture. What, in all seriousness, think about this. What are Republicans going to do to then appeal to this class, right, of a voter, right, or this demographic or age group, I guess, of a voter, right? This issue of like, well, now it's trans rights and like, you know, pushing, I don't know, sex reassignment surgery for free and, and stuff. 
that's the gay uh, marriage stuff of 2008-10, something like that, right? Of, of, of this era now. What are they going to do? Of course they're going to pivot and say, well, we have to be a big 10 Republicans. We got to, you know, we got to. That's what I think they'll do anyway. They're going to try, you know, oh, we got to win over the Gen Cs because they are the ones who flipped the election. What do they want? Oh, they want all this uh, cultural degenerate shit. Okay, well, here we go. You know, they never um, stood up for anything. You know, I don't know. What do you think, Lana? But this no. like, I, I don't know. No, I mean, they're trying like these young Republicans and all this stuff, these, um, you know, TP, uh, toilet paper USA, like trying to be more gay friendly and all that. Or here's like, uh, what was that? Um, that America tranny. Remember the Trump tranny? Like they're trying. They're trying to go there in that direction. Lady Maga, you mean? Or? But I think they should like double down and be against that stuff. Then they would actually get out uh, pe- more people voting who are on the right spectrum who don't come out and vote. Then they'd be like, all right, it's getting more hardcore. Maybe I will come out and vote. You know, they always just think whoever's like in our bag and voted for us once, then we have those. So they always have to go to you know the swing voters or, or or like the other group kind of thing but the point is is like republicans are going to begin to placate to shit lib nonsense policies that's i mean that's just like what well, i give it you know maybe i'm wrong but give it uh give it well maybe two years then so well, the some next of them election. already some of them already are that, but, then some, exactly, but then right? it's kind of going in in different ways like we need the, it to be fractured on the right and go in different directions because you've got the the rhino cucks who will you know fold and like oh we just need more voter voters or whatever these career mm-hmm. politicians and then there are those who actually are sincere and are like doubling down and are against all this degeneracy and craziness mm-hmm. You know, just like we have in Idaho, it was a red wave in Idaho, right? But you also have the problem of the rhino cucks, right. you know, and you get yeah. the boomer that comes out and doesn't realize there's a lot of nuances on the right somewhere like North, northern Idaho, for instance, and they just go for the name they know, like uh, Brad Little and uh, was it Mike Crapo? I'm Crapo. sorry, Crapo, you know, <laughs> Crapo. These career politicians I keep getting in when there's better people on the ballot who are more hard hitting, you know, they're just like, oh, yep. that's the name I know. So yep. There's a Republican there. That's that right. one's independent it can't be good and turns out that guy's more farther right you know than this idiot republican or whatever yep that's right so okay yeah speaking of that i wanted to mention a little bit about the greater idaho project because Mm -hmm. i saw just just as an example we'll play this clip but it's basically a secessionist movement there's two more oregon counties who voted who want to become part of idaho now these i'm from oregon these counties are rural counties they're conservative counties people don't realize that in the majority of oregon it's it's mostly conservative people it's just portland and eugene that are like super super liberal but we can watch this little clip because i think it's good that we're going into the talks of a secessionist movement that people are thinking about that and it's even something that's on the ballot yes i know there's lots of challenges and lots of opposition but just to be thinking in that direction i think is very healthy we'll check this out america is about as old as the country itself differing ideologies or philosophies were the reasons why some of the colonies got the borders they did Fast forward 250 years or so, and political ideologies are once again driving some to try to change state borders in the Pacific Northwest. What started as a letter to the editor in a local Oregon newspaper is now the most robust grassroots secession movement in the country. The group Greater Idaho wants Oregon's rural eastern counties, more than 60% of Oregon's total landmass, to become part of Idaho. The idea is garnering plenty of support in Eastern Oregon. Non-binding resolutions in favor of secession were passed in nine of the 11 counties that put the issue up for a vote. Yeah, they're conservative. Of Two course more they want to Oregon be counties part of Idaho. Have 
Makes exactly. They're conservative. Of course, they're going to be part of Idaho, and it would be great for Idaho. Of course, Oregon would never want this because it's rural areas. There's lots of farmers. There's uh, resources. There's more land. Yeah. Right. ...measures on the ballot this fall. Eastern Oregon is heavily Republican. In 2020, Trump carried one county there with 80% of the vote. In fact, Biden won just 10 of Oregon's 36 counties. But those 10 included the Democratic stronghold of Portland. Again, the idea of states seceding isn't new. Kentucky used to be Virginia, Maine seceded from Massachusetts, and every year there's a bill in Texas to secede from anyway, the Union. Anyway, he goes on so, and yeah. says some other stuff, but yeah. I know that there would be a big battle and they would fight against it, but I mean, there's parts of eastern Washington that are very conservative that would love this, parts of Montana, you know, and then you can take you know some wyoming or utah or why not like let's let's be thinking in that direction of breaking right. away and seceding and <clears throat> possibly forming a, a republic why not like yeah. borders borders change right and i aren't yeah. these globalists are always like oh well, what's borders anyway okay well let's right. let's flex this and, yeah. and switch it up a little bit you know no, you don't want to live with yeah. us we don't want to live with <clears throat> you right no i mean this is obviously a, a solution to the the, the <clears throat> future I, I think the system that they're building here uh, it's not going to last. It's going to collapse. And I mean, if you look at the quality of people that are going to be running this stuff, like I just have this, like, get on the lifeboats now. <laughs> get get out. Like if someone wants to stay behind on the ship the, with the ship and go down with that or at least in the last minute or something, fine, you know, but stay in politics, the business world, do what you can. And, you know, at least, you know, if you're successful within the, the normie system and as have pull, you know, make as much money as you can, pull out as much money as you can and things like that. So I'm not saying like divorce from it altogether, but at some point you're going to start to notice that it's like this is un it's unlivable. And that's why it's very important, as we know, that it's going to collapse to move to an area where there's more yeah. like-minded people. And we're in the yep. first phase of the, the most important phase right now, which is community building. Yeah. Yeah. That that takes a little time. You don't just build a tribe overnight like, no. hey, I'm here. No. We're tribe now. And yeah. Just because you're white, we're tribe. It doesn't yeah. work that way. You find people that you gel with, that you like, that your group gets along with, you know, and you expand. And it just happens organically. And and we're in that phase right now, and it's I think it's very important to oh, yeah. get your butt out of some of those you know cesspits. Yeah, and if that means at the end of the day that we uh, we we uh, hone in on an area, we take over whether it's local politics, a town, small town, larger time, you grow your numbers, you encourage large births within uh, your community, within your tribe, essentially your group, right? Uh, and over time, you have to think. You have to think long term. I mean, short term, we're standing in front of maybe one of the hardest periods that any of us have have ever experienced. Potentially, we don't yeah. know. But one thing that's going to you know get you through that is community and other people. You can have you can have super mega wealthy billionaires who are building their luxury doomsday bunkers. But if they don't have anybody on their side, or they're going to take you care can't of do stuff, everything yourself. You, you're going to go. You're not going to make it. You know it what I mean? really does take a village, and yeah. people that have families understand that you can't do everything. And then some people also have businesses. They can't homestead and do business, but right. they can do a little homesteading and business. We all do that. Then we all contribute and trade and share. Like there's ways mm -hmm. we can figure this out. We're on our own. Yeah. We're going to have to do that. Yeah. But I also wanted to talk 
talk about some of America's whitest states, how mm-hmm. they elected, like in Maine, for instance. Yep. Three black women. This is what white people do. While non-white states are voting to elect more of their own, the whitest states in America, yep. which uh, several are the most mm-hmm. liberal, of course, they vote to elect more non-whites who are going to work ag- against their best interests, which they don't realize yet. Or they're voting for trannies. <laughs> you know, they're all leftists, of course. But here's Maine, white Maine. Right. Two Somalis and one black American voted in there. All three have the goal of, you know, bringing more of this uh, wonderful diversity into Maine and local government and just more shit lib politics and ruining another wonderful state. Right. That's what they want. And then go to Montana. We talked about Missoula. They elected the first trans woman Mm. to state legislature. Zoe Zephyr, 33. Check him out. Look at that. Lovely, isn't it? 80 percent of the vote in Missoula. 80 percent. Now, Missoula is a university town. And like I was saying, it's becoming like a Portland. It's becoming like a Seattle. You got Marxism these, in the university yeah. doesn't exist. Okay? But you also have right. a lot of these annoying liberals that are fleeing these multicultural hellholes, and they're going to places like Missoula. A lot of rich, white, annoying liberals, right? And then yeah. they create this kind of stuff. Then they ruin things one by one. But this, this thing is also a program manager for curriculum review at the University of Montana. Can you guess what his... Uh, Top interests are in politics, LGBTQ policy, of course, of course, of course. Number one priority. Also, there was a S.J. Howell who became the first non-binary person. She's female elected to the state legislature in Montana, also from Missoula. Yeah, there's a whole list of them. Yeah, more trannies elected here in white states. New Hampshire, Minnesota. They're calling it a rainbow wave. They're definitely not a naturally occurring phenomena. (laughs) A rainbow full of light and beauty. No. Gen Z. And get this, they're calling it, we're breaking the lavender ceiling. They say (laughs) that there's a ceiling imposed for like gay and trans non-binary people getting into politics, which is absolute ridiculous. What's your accomplishment? I'm a tranny. (laughs) Uh, Minnesota. One of those is in Minnesota. Lee or Lay Fink became the first trans person elected to uh, Minnesota Minnesota state legislature. Also, there was a Maury Turner, this black non-binary woman who was re-elected. This is in Oklahoma. Right, Dis- District 88 sure oh, isn't. Is a uh, no, one, that's a different one. Sure isn't here. District yeah. 88. Though, yeah. Let me tell you, yeah. this is in White New Hampshire, Free State Project again. Here. This uh, woman pretending to be a man. Look at this. How old is this person? Look at this piercing and stuff. One state legislature, 26 years old, residing in Concord. Like I said earlier, Concord, New Hampshire. It's getting hammered. I was looking into that as a when we were looking at New Hampshire as a possible place to move. Concord is full of uh, rich liberals now from New York. Anyway, this person, this trans man, lives with his wife uh, and cat. So a gay woman pretending to be a man. Mm, cat, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it just continues. I mean, thankfully Idaho didn't have this kind of treatment, but like I said, we don't. We have yeah. the the cucks. We have the cucks, not the trannies. But yeah. not surprised that this is what white liberals are <clears throat> caring about the most. Like this kind of stuff is yeah. the most important to them. Like getting these trannies into office. Meanwhile, these trannies' top priority is absolutely selfish. It's their own gender, yep, their, their own, own group, sexuality, their own, their own group. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they don't care. And like look at these like freakazoids. Some of these people, and they're just getting in, and we're acting like it's just. 
normal and beautiful and wonderful. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's the it's uh, the, the, the Gen Z lib mutant uh, SJW uh, anti white <laughs> activists that Man. basically has uh, <coughs> shown their uh, their feet here in uh, this midterm election, and that's just going to be a, a greater force as we move <laughs> forward. And, and again, my point here is that you can only walk so far down a path of, of, of this type of I mean, because there's so many other things adjacent to this right of like oh representation or you know like uh, weird like things ideas that they have of like how it should be fair and at some point you're basically not going to have working men left essentially in, in some of these areas right and then it'll just begin to collapse. So it's going to be a bunch of human rights uh, paper pushing orgs. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, yeah, basically can't sustain society with tranny papering, paper pushers, you know. Right. Someone's going to have to work at some point or do the, the re or, or like at least recognize that there's like there are things that are like tied to objective realities that we can't just, you know, we can't, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't look like it. If you look, of course, you know, to authorities and stuff, they just keep printing the money and stuff and thinking like, oh, it's going to go, it's going to go down great, you know. Uh, but no, the, the consequences are coming at some point, right? Let's get caught up in some of these. Bill yes. Hoover, it's interesting that this war is how uh, s somehow achieving all the climate goals of the globalists. Very convenient. Yes. yes. Northfolk, hail Henrik and Lana. Thank you very much. Great job connecting the dots uh, on one manufactured crisis after another. They are playing their cards at a steady pace these days. Mm -hmm. They sure are. Dog oh, yeah. Whistler, if economy gets worse before 2024, look for blue state governors and even purple battleground states with Dem govs push to lower voting age to yeah. 16. Everybody yeah, talking absolutely. about that. I guarantee yeah. that you will be the, be the new push in several states. Yeah, and I'm yeah. saying it needs to be 30. And even then, it's got to be certain restrictions. Like you can't well, vote on certain things if you don't fathers, own a business, right? if you don't have a family, like certain restrictions yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Space Kang says, I live in an area where everyone gets a mail-in ballot and we use Dominion systems. Yeah. Literally no overcoming that and demographics no. and political alignment is completely irrelevant. That's, if you can, move. Move now. <laughs> Just get, move to an area. Move up here. Move to, uh, you know, West Virginia. Move to, uh, uh, you know. West Virginia. You can go Florida. You Florida, can go. I mean, there's there's a lot of good parts there, of Montana, you know, yeah. Wyoming, Idaho. Yeah. And, and the same is true, of course, in many European countries for European audience as well. There, If you knew no groups or if you know that there's like a kind of a center of where some of, you know, your people are, our people are, our crowds and stuff like that. Try to try to mobilize and, and and get out. You know what I mean. And go to those areas and and start taking, start organizing, become a leader, become a community leader, take initiative, uh, start you know reaching out to people, get to know people around you, see who's you know aware, right. who's based, who's you know, <laughs> and and just begin begin that organization process. You have to take that leadership. You might not be, you know, like 100% comfortable with it. You might not be 100%, you know, the best at Gotta those do things. The work. Maybe there's Gotta other things the you're work. better at, but you just have to overcome that and become uncomfortable and, 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 and take that responsibility uh, and become one of those persons, at least until like, you know, better, more natural, perhaps leadership arises because it will come. At some point it will come. The harder things get soon enough, there's going to be people like, oh, holy shit, like we have to we have to do something about this. I've seen it before. And there's going to be people with means, with resources that understands. And They're at that point, to our side, we yeah. need to have things in place. There needs to be parallel structures or businesses or even hopefully one day institutions, even if those are private. It doesn't matter, right? Oh, this is a uh, 
school, we have a curriculum here, whatever. But you need to be a private, you know, member of this to be part of it or whatever, you know, and you need to be vetted. Glenn, the Chinaman says, voting will not be enough. Hi, Glenn. We have to do the work ourselves. Exactly. That's what we're just talking about. Yeah. Got yeah. to do that. Yeah. President Obunga says, Maloney cucked out big time. She pretends to be stopping the Negroes, but in reality, 400 out of the 500 or so that were on the boat have been let into Italy. Yeah. The rest have now gone to France. That's the based right-wing policy of so-called Mussolini admirer, George, yeah, Giorgiani Maloney, very yeah. weak. Well, and we knew that was going to happen. Usually that's what's happened so far. It's clearly not bad enough yet. And, and again, I think it serves that agenda. Like they, the media scares some of these people into submission. They're like, oh, well, you got to be, you know, you're the leader now. You have to be responsible. You can't just go on and, you know, <laughs> decide what's best for your people here, okay? And they're like, okay, well, I got to prove I'm not a fascist. And then here we go. You know, and you, I don't know. I don't know. Some maybe they maybe they are just false, uh, fake, you know, kind of opposition or whatever, but controlled opposition. But I don't know. Archie says, "What fraction of Gen Z is brown?" Also, the deplorables are pulling down the quality of the politician instead of the monarchy pulling up the behavior of the peasant. Mm -hmm. Islam is right about some things. Yeah, but we can't work with them. We don't want, to, <laughs> want anything to do with them. Uh, we can look at other religious groups and uh, take inspiration and and adapt some of it ourselves. But at the same time, this like. We're going to force others to think like, I mean, it's not going to work. You know what I mean? That's, you're just going to have to walk away and leave some of these areas. And I'm not saying leave all the centers of power and influence behind. There is a risk with that, too. I recognize that. But at the same time, you, we, we all know what's coming here. We, 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 we can see with it's too much momentum. It's too hard to stop this now. It's gone too far. That's what I think. It's you know falling. I mean? You have to help push it. Try, try as, <laughs> as long as you can. Sure, be a, be a force, even if just a little bit works, you know, push back at the, with the air as you can. Sure, do that. But at some point, you're going to have to get in a lifeboat and get out. Yeah. Because it's sinking. You know what I mean? Bill Hoover says, it would be really easy to win over the Gen X. You mean Gen Z? You're talking about Gen Z. All you need to do is tell them the truth about demographics and replacement, then give them a solution, and we'll scare them into voting for you. <laughs> well, yeah, if only it was that easy. Because I mean, there's a lot of them that just don't care. They just don't care. Right, right. They don't, under, they don't quite understand. But, but, they're, but look at the flip side. Of, that's the other thing. And it, it, I think you have a point there that's like you. we have to start being more. And it's not that we have to lie because if we're in a dire situation, but we have to be more sly of how we package that message and get that out and stuff. That basically, I mean, you could even, I, I'm not sure if it's worth it. I'm not, I'm not saying put a lot of effort and time into this, but t as a technicality, like you think these people on screen here are going to be welcomed by like, you know, like, cons like, non-leftist, you know, non-white people, essentially, right? I mean, Bunch like even Muslims? Hispanics no. or Muslim, Muslims no. or so. No, of They're course gonna not. They're going to start you know? learning. They're going to start having a rude awakening in a lot of different ways, a lot of these white liberals. And then there will be time for them to, for space to talk about the truth about these things. I mean, some there of them we just don't like, all right, you made your decision. You some are completely you know, lost. Get out. You. Some are completely <laughs> lost, but yeah. there's also a lot of young kids that just kind of don't know much yeah. about pop. they just get along because it's modern pop culture and i see it on the tv but yeah. they don't really care that's why our messages i yeah you are correct in that regard our messages can influence them once they once we can reach them mm -hmm. but that's why we're being blocked from all those big mainstream platforms and course, channels because it, it does work because there is also a lot of room for making fun of this bullshit like a lot of young kids they do see how bad it's it's getting yep you know they do it's 
And right. it, it's a matter of time before it affects you. You think it's not going to come to your door, yeah. but then it ends up coming to their door too, right? Mm-hmm. Joseph Thomas says, where are these areas in Idaho where there are creations of more white communities? Are there certain cities or are they in more rural areas? It's well, just northern, general, northern Idaho. Yeah, northern yeah. Idaho is great, but even central, I mean, even Boise, there's like annoying shitlib faction, but it's still conservative. Still uh, but yeah. the the south, we need to just take over the whole thing. But take over the state. Of course. Of course. Biased northern Idaho, northern yeah, northern Idaho is awesome. There's yeah. a bunch of really cool places there. Definitely, Musick Squirrelian says very little, uh, very little is more disgusting than a tranny faggot. I had the displeasure of being around one recently. <laughs> Wild, <laughs> it's wonderful, isn't it? It's just so wonderful. Oh, man. I'm sure they talked that about themselves funny. the whole time too. Yeah, dog whistler. Remember, AOC was born literally the month the Berlin Wall fell. Gen yeah. Z and the younger don't know about the Soviet Union no, and they, they think don't. communism, socialism can work. And yep. Gen X and older still remember USSR. Yep, yeah, exactly. And that's why that, the that's, the, <laughs> that's the other thing, though. They're not going to be having kids, right? But people some like us, that, yeah. some, yeah, I mean, they these tranny faggots aren't going to be having kids. You know. <laughs> but there's going to be a lot of white people that are still having kids, yeah. uh, a lot of them that are having even more kids because they see what's going on oh, and the yeah. potential for them to be like, oh, shoot, now I want even more kids because they yep. see what's going on. Awareness. So, you gotta. You, you have people that are aware of what's happening. They're awake to this stuff. You're going to have a different conscious are... type of individual, which is also, we don't know, but I mean, genetic predisposition against being immune to some of this propaganda and bullshit. Maybe that's Yeah, and how you're raised. It's important how we raise our kids, the seeds that we plant so that they know these things. They're armed with the truth. You can't shield them from everything. You have to just kind of dismantle it for them, deconstruct it, you know, demystify some of these things for them. I mean, a little bit, it's a little bit like that, you know, and I'm not obviously not a huge fan of Ayn Rand or whatever, but a little bit like Atlas Shrugs. Like, pull out and just leave them behind to their own system and let them run. You do white strike, call it what you want. You know what I mean? Pull out, pull back, go to an area where there's good people, start building things there. Now, look, just a because of the demographic situation, the collapse of the energy supply, the food shortages issues, you can literally start building small businesses in rural areas where it's more conservative now, and these might be turning into mega industries within a decade. Mm-hmm. I'm not even joking. Like, there's so much opportunity. What we do right now could really influence, you know, 20 oh, years absolutely. from now. Absolutely. And, and not only just because, of, oh, great, I have a business that's successful but you have a business that ensures our survival, like whether it's agricultural, uh, energy sector, whatever it is. And, and again, don't don't think you have to go in with like a huge thing right now, but begin small, small steps. And and maybe, maybe there's a good, decent person along the way that will come in and, and, and give more in, you know, investments, capital to help things grow, et cetera. You know, mm-hmm. you never know. It's definitely worth a shot. A shot. We have to have people that have means and resources to come and, and, and help out also, you know what I mean? And, and if those, if that exists, then they don't have to, you know, invent it. It's just, okay, it's there, it's working, let's just, you know, make sure that this grows. And and then you or us or we will be people in control of those things, which yeah. is good. Yeah, we know? have to think long-term, right? Yep. Planting seeds today for tomorrow. Cook Free Zone says, have any good advice on balancing the need to move to find white community while also needing to balance one's duty yeah. to help older parents who don't want or cannot move so i sense that you're taking yeah. care of old parents right now <laughs> and that you can't move yeah that's a hard one because we know a lot of people in that situation and some parents that were weren't the best parents but yet they're good kids and they're helping anyway yeah. um you just uh, that's hard you i mean have you have to, to wait. put some pressure on them too and and like they have to be willing to understand that it's like they 
they're at the end of their. I, I'm not saying you, they're reasonable or maybe they have mental issues that you can't talk with them or. But yeah, you can't be you can't be that, held back from starting your own family and and living your own life. No, at the same I, I'm time, saying right? hope, ideally it's people that you can talk with and say, hey, look, you know, like you're at the end of your life, you've lived your life, I'm in the middle of mine, or I'm, be- you know, beginning it, depending on your age or whatever, and you have to uh, to help help me out here, you know what I mean? Well, well how about we, we go here, this will be a good start for us, and that will be kind of a, g- a gift of you to the family that I want to have, you know what I mean? There could be ways to talk with these people, but if they're unbudgeable, is that the word? Um, won't budget. Won't, <laughs> won't budge. Then that's a hard call, you know, but uh, you, I mean, in some cases, if you have to, take care of them and they are they know that you should have some leverage there right like all right well then you're on your own bye you if know what i mean? have to and, take then care of you then you have to move yep. because i'm worrying about my future and what about your grandchildren and if yeah. you don't have them yet well what about your future grandchildren come on right exactly show you them know? the uh at the stupa uh reference there like hey look this is what uh, the old days they just killed do. themselves <laughs> no but i'm saying <laughs> i'm saying the gift of them no longer wanting to be a burden on the coming generations and kids it might seem horrific, but if you t- think another layer to it, you realize it's a, a beautiful gift at a time where basically you didn't have the luxuries. You didn't have all the money and resources and stuff like taking care of each other was hard. And if you had an older person that was dependent on those who are alive, the older person was like, hey, I want to the resources you're going to spend on me. I want you to take those and give that to my grandchild yeah. so that they can live and live well and begin their life. Yeah. That thinking must be brought back into the picture or we're going to be gone. You know what I mean? Everything is the social security shit. The whole thing is just going to collapse. It's not going to. Yeah, work. it's not going to be there. All going to go down. We have to start taking care of our, of our old people again. And this is and and that's a good thing actually. Yeah. Might be hard or whatever, but like, we got to get that group tribe, you know, big family unit back into into a working thing again. Where like, the elderly that that might live with you or something like that, or maybe they live on your property or something. You know, they can help take care of the kids and watch them. And there's you know they can they can learn from them. There's like. All these things that we've forgotten along the way, living in a comfortable, modern, Western, individualized, yeah. atomized lifestyle. And it just, it doesn't work, you know what I mean? Nope. Sneaking says, hey guys, this is the best show of the week. Take care. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate that. And Dog Whistler, gotta run. Wife calling me, but here's some <laughs> coin for the family car. Congrats again. Prayers Thank for you. you and your baby in the womb. And Henrik, too. <laughs> Dog Whistler, thank <laughs> you. Appreciate that. It's very kind of you. All right. So I We have you... a bunch more, but uh, are we going to be able to get no, to that now? No, because I... we had APAC and no, we... the, the bank Let, let's, guy. Let's do this. Let's do that. Uh, let We could save the APAC stuff and the ADL stuff, for sure. Let's spend the last... We have five minutes left, at least, on the recording here until we get to the top of the hour mark here. Um, let me play. Let me play this. Let me do a short version of this. A guy that's named Sam Bankman. <laughs> yes, true. A true story. Sam Bankman shows up, <clears throat> starts up something called F. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, FTX, right? Crypto exchange. Uh, miraculously, right at the right time, where the Democrat Party needs a lot of uh, donations. He runs a scam and a Ponzi scheme, essentially, um, that amounts to being based on nothing, essentially. All the right players get involved, right? He's hanging out with all the Democratic elites. Here's, uh, of course, uh, what's the crazy woman's name again? Um, uh, oh, Chad, what, what's her name again? The crazy oh, Maxine, yeah, Waters. Yeah, Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters, right? All the, all the Democrat Party. Uh, Bill Clinton, uh, Tony Blair, right, hanging out with them. And he he was going to do this because he, he's such a good boy, right? He wanted to give away his crypto fortune. Well, he did that, you could say, on, on one way or another, right? Major Democratic donor. 
one of the reasons why we might you know have the the midterms that we did partially because of this guy had come you know all these deals with all these like supermodels so like here's Giselle Bunchen right uh, FTX ads right I'm he says here his quote on the billboard I'm in on crypto to make a global impact for good <laughs> me 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 uh, of course partnered with the World Economic Forum FTX uh, here's a uh, screen cap here from a 4chan post check this out. April 25th, 2019, Joe Biden announced his presidential campaign. 13 days later, on May 8th, 2019, Sam Bankman Fried, <laughs> great name, son of Barbara Fried, the co-founder of the political fundraising organization Mind the Gap and Get Out the Vote organizations, including the Center for Voter Information, launches the FTX crypto exchange. The exchange is an overnight success. Of course it is, because all the right people showed up all at the right time that enables Sam to become the second biggest donor to the Biden campaign. Really makes you think. Here's the short, short 99 second version of uh, what happened. This is Sam Bankman-Fried. People call him SBF. He's the founder of FTX. He also controlled a crypto hedge fund called Alameda Research, but that's all gone now. He wants you to think he's a sweet guy. He even bought in a famous YouTuber who called him the most generous man in the world. Yep, that happened. Truth is, Sam Bankman-Fried is a liar and a crook. His personal crypto FTX token was basically a Ponzi scheme hidden below layers of Moonbro jargon. He even went on Bloomberg's podcast and bragged about it. Yep, that happened. He used his Ponzi token as collateral to borrow billions of real dollars that he couldn't pay back. He then used those real dollars to build an empire out of dying companies like Voyager and BlockFi. This led Jim Cramer to call him the new JP Morgan. That's weird. It's not like Jim Cramer to promote a billionaire con artist. SBF sold people <laughs> cryptos like Bitcoin. Or so they thought. What they really bought from SBF was an IOU. But as long as everyone didn't cash in their IOU at the same time, the scheme worked. Until it didn't. This other a-hole who hates SBF came along and engineered a bank run with some passive-aggressive of tweets. It worked. SBF didn't have enough money to repay everyone at once, and now his customers have lost everything. He'll be happy to know that this is exactly how every bank in the world operates. So where did all the money go? He misappropriated $4 billion trying to save his failing hedge fund. Whoops, that's a felony. He spent $21 million on Super Bowl commercials, $5 million for the big guy, $40 million in campaign donations. I wonder what he wanted in return. And everyone who's pointing at this story and saying, This is exactly why we need to regulate crypto. Remember that SPF <laughs> stole billions. That's already a crime. And he spent a lot of it on bribing politicians. Also a crime in order to create a crypto monopoly for himself. Government regulations don't protect the customers. They protect the crooks. That's exactly what SPF was trying to do yep. that's right and so you had of course immediately regular all the democrats came out including even maxine waters who he met and had dealings with and somehow he got all this money from all these right people and stuff right and we now we have to you know regulate crypto listen this. without proper oversight uh cryptocurrencies they uh it risks harming everyday americans so this is something that uh clearly we monitor and and uh that we see as an important uh, important issue, but the most re recent <clears throat> new f news further underscores uh, these concerns and highlights why uh, prudent regulation of cryptocurrencies is indeed needed. Uh, the White House, along with the relevant agencies, will again closely monitor uh, the situation as it as it develops. FTX's crypto exchange. It was run by 10 people who all lived together in the Bahamas in the oh, same house. Right. They were all dating each other and having these company-wide sex parties while they were stealing billions of dollars. Just a little uh, side note for you.
What was yeah? What story was that? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep. Was that what was the source for that again? Oh, uh-huh. so I, I put, I put it in there. Let me fortune, pull right? it up. The fortune yeah, source. Fortune. Yeah, yeah, let me yeah. show that real quick here. There we go. Yeah, I mean, there's so all, the, all kinds of tweets around about it. Again, too. another weirdo like cult, like Nexium or something. Like again, Epstein. These people are more upset about like you know Kanye saying mean things on the internet than they are with guys like this who are obviously like you know two birds with one stone. Uh, you know. Take all the money from crypto, pull out all the resources, and then, and then get to regulate. Yeah, and right? it all went to all these corrupt politicians yeah. and people anyway. That's and okay. then they're like, oh my God, we need to regulate it. Made money out of nowhere and donated to the Democrat Party and get these politicians in place. And now, <laughs> voila, here you go. It's like magic, you know? And of course, it's, it's, it's a guy like this. One of the tribes that's uh, behind uh, shit like Lovely, that. lovely man. Yes. He is. All right, guys, we have a ton more stories, but we have to wait with those and do those for the Weekend Warrior Show, which is uh, not enough time in the day, but that's how it goes. Do you have any other last ones there, Lana? Uh, let's see. Musk's Gorillion. Okay, some naughty words here. Blood yeah. is not thicker than water. I have nothing to do with the foul bitch that uh, wanted me out of her bleep hole and my psychotech <laughs> industry sister in Portland. The best family that you can have is the fam. Yeah, unfortunately, some people... Have a screwed up family. And yep. They're not very close with them, and uh, some of them are toxic. And sometimes that does happen. It's okay it to make new ones or make yeah. your own. Yeah, <laughs> make your own. Yeah, you, cre- uh, you create yeah. your family. Yeah. You know, that's all right. Exactly. Exactly. Chalky Milk says uh, hello, Hunter Lana, executive producer here, checking in with the official, accredited, special, extra badge, checkmarked executive producer message. TM. Nice. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Uh, Level eighty eight lights says uh, time to learn what your ancestors did. Odin fe- uh, feasted twice for nine days in extreme heat and cold, and Christ fasted forty days, and you uh, and you can't. Even fast, uh, let me see here, 72 hours, <laughs> look up snake juice diet and donate that yeah, three-day fasting. Uh, fasting offer. I know your brain heals and you yawn all day when you fast. Boo-hoo, LARPing normies. Uh, yeah, fasting, fasting in is, cold showers, right? Uh, yeah, exa- well, exactly. In uh, hot uh, therapy, cold therapy, fasting is very good for you. A lot of uh, benefits to that. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, all right. I think we, we got to wrap up. Otherwise, uh, we're uh, going too long here. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. We appreciate you. Of course, as usual, check out RedEyesMembers.com. More stuff coming up for the members as usual. Thank you to our executive producer today, T. Lothrop, Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Like Lab, Jake, Red Pill Rundown, Chalky Milk. Thank you, Chalky Milk. French 47, Mark Smith, No One Jeebs, President Obunga, Fetch Me If You Can, and Mongoose. Also, thanks to Mr. Walker 696, Johansson, and Leroy Dumont. If you did sign up for one of these tiers and we haven't mentioned you here, send us an email so we can put you into the uh, rotation here at the end of the show. Thank you so much, guys. We appreciate Sweet. you. Uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff covered here today, but we'll be back, as I said, with the Weekend Warrior Show much more Some next good weekend. Good stuff on the ADL there, too. We'll yes, exactly. But more stuff coming. Next weekend, I'm at Amron speaking. Uh, on the Saturday, so no shows Friday or uh, Are you gonna Weekend Warrior Show. Take a picture with Laura Loomer. I'm going to be so uh, jealous. Uh, yeah, can I get a, a, the right uh, angle? Huh? Um, <laughs> I uh, think uh, it could be a lot of uh, fun, and it could be uh, some interesting. Uh, I'm not sure tensions is the right word, but uh, I Steve think King's going to be there I too. Think it could be a, kind of a cool. division among the audience. Maybe we'll see mm. what happens. But anyway, uh, I'm going to do my thing, and they're going to do theirs. That's how it goes. You know, you can't win them all. Uh, but anyway, so check that out, Amron.com. That's coming up here, of course, in uh, in Tennessee. Uh, all right, I think we're caught up. All right, guys. Awesome. Thank Enjoy you. Enjoy your weekend. Yep. Keep fighting as as ever. Be white pilled. A lot of good things to uh, look forward to. A lot of a lot of good things are going to happen in the chaos here, and we're going to make it so. All right, we'll see you later. Take care.
Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at Subscribestar.com forward slash RedIce. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.